XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. I saw you standing on the corner. You look so big and fine. I really wanted to go out with you. So when you smiled, I laid my heart on the line.
We put our plates and our trades till we think we might die. Oh, buddies, buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show, opening song today, well that goes out to the blowhard, the birthday boy, B-hard, I believe he's 29 years old today, and holding, uh, but blowhard is the only person who picked the Giants, the G-men, all the way through, what a game that was yesterday. Uh, it was a weekend of great sports. You had really two fucking terrific playoff games, as well as you could hope for these things to go. And Newt Gingrich, big upset in South Carolina. Uh, if you were a betting man, you would have lost big money on that one. Oh, if, fuck yeah. If you put your bets in too early. What was the spread on Gingrich? <laughs> well, yeah, there, it, supposedly it was 16 points. He was losing a week out, and then he won by like 12. So somehow, Romney has a 28% fucking drop. How, why, I don't know. It's fucking batshit crazy. You don't know. only thing that is fucking positive is that Ron Paul's fucked. Everything else is just fucking is up in the goddamn air. Uh, I still, I stay by the fact uh, Blowhard uh, is not going to be, it's almost like the same with Blowhard's Giants thing, that Romney is going to be there at the end. No matter what happens, all the details that come in and out. Um, Mark Zietz Zito, who was New England's biggest backer around here, doesn't even seem that excited because here is a return right. to the biggest nightmare in football fantasy. You're taking on the Giants surging again. And they beat him in the middle of the season, too. Now, I'm going to say this to you, Zietz. Yes. If they win this game, five Super Bowl appearances, four wins, I'd have to say Brady moves in front of of Montana at that point because he will have one more appearance, same amount of wins. Now, would have been better if they would have beat the Giants and I could have said that, you know, four years ago. Wouldn't even be debatable. Now you're still going to end up in debates <laughs> because Montana never had the, the Super Bowl loss. It may take another appearance, you know, to get the fifth win, whatever. <laughs> but... Forget all of that about that. I still think he moves into number one. Now, if he loses this, <laughs> you're just a little better than John Elway at that point. You fi- you got one more than Elway. You look like an asshole. Yeah, but it takes you out of the Bradshaw Montana stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eli rises. It's an elite status. The weirdness about Eli is that he will have more Super Bowl wins than his much more talented brother. <laughs> The other thing about Eli, and I believe I believe I saw this in The Onion, is that he still doesn't look like he's decided whether he wants to play football or not. Here, here's what Eli looks like to me. When you, when you coach kids, there's always that kid that you have to come over and say, Hey, buddy, this is supposed to be fun, so make sure you're having fun, pal. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he just looks like A... It's very stressful in his little stomach. And B, the other boys don't really talk to him, and he oh, no. kind of sits alone. 
They make and fun of them. You well, I don't even think it's making fun of them. It's just they just kind of ignore them, and like you'll even say to them, "Hey, if you show some interest in them, I'm sure they'll talk to you." But you go over and sit by yourself, pal. Entree um, Roll basically said he has a retard face or, or, late last week. He's like, he has that look on his face. That's just weird. I Well, it's the look of constipation. <laughs> it's a guy who hasn't had a solid shit at least since August. He's fall fucked up. There was one moment yesterday where he got sacked and he got up and his fucking helmet was halfway off and he tried to call a timeout. But that was looked. great. That was warrior stuff, man. That was... He got fucked up. That was Steam and Willie Beeman fucking play yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it's rain. It's splashing. Oh, yeah. The hits are fucking ridiculous. Snaps terrible. Now let's go back to the New England game. The quarterback that, let's face it, that franchise rises and falls on, leaps over and gets snapped in half like a bad pretzel. And you're like, what the fuck no! are they calling? No! I mean, if that's the end of New England's <laughs> yeah. season, and it would be it off the fucking field. over the fact that you got Brady leaping spine first, uh, fantastic, fantastic football all the way around. Zeets, were you in a bar or did you watch it at home? No, I watched it at my friend's house, and I just, I literally just, I, oh, it was an uncomfortable moment, so the hood went up. And I sat there and was just terrified by the end of the game. I just couldn't take it. It's weird because because I don't have a dog in the fight. In both games, I was feeling tough for whatever team was going to lose that. I mean, it was awful. All right, uh, let's get into our football predictions right now. Now, this is the early numbers, and I'm not going to hold you to it. Give me the winner and score, Zeets. Patriots. 2720. 2720. What? Uh, Hicks, what do you got? Giants. No. 28. Patriots. 25. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one like last time. It's going to be a nail buyer. It's going to be fucking crazy. Uh, we'll leave it up to you, too. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Great football weekend. Hell yeah. Uh, and if you're a fan of Republican uh, politics, and who is it? Uh, great political weekend. But let's go over to the birthday girl. It's the blowhard. Blowhard. Thank you for the birthday greetings, and thank you for starting my day with the beautiful Debbie Harry. Uh, Debbie, if you're listening... Please call into the show. I love you. I want to take you out. Even at your age, you're beautiful. You're not getting older. You're getting better. You not never enough. say even at your age to a woman. I know. Well, she's not listening anyway. But yeah, she is. She's, she's, uh, she's got serious. You. First responder. I've been stalking you since 1976. Now, let me just say to all the pinheads out there, I gave the two locks on Friday. I said, take the dogs. I even said, take the pats. They're going to win by a field goal. I said, I mean, the points are a lot, but the pats are going to uh, eke it out. And I also predicted the Giants straight up. I am the voice of reason. I am the voice of football on the Ron and Fez show. I am also the men's champion in fantasy football. So you have to give me the credibility I deserve. If you listen to me, you'd be cashing your tickets. You wouldn't be eating Velveeta sandwiches. You'd be down at the steakhouse having some scotch and having a good time. This This three and a half points is ridiculous. This number's going to drop like a lead balloon. And I got to be honest, I think the Patriots just dodged a bullet. I thought Flacco did okay, but the drops and the missed field goal, I thought the Ravens had them. And this is. Well, not let me just be... say something about the missed field goal. That kid better have taken home a cool mill 
I mean, if you believe in the mafia at all, you know a fucking phone call came in on that field. How did that fucking happen? What the fuck? And the second, I mean, the second the toe hit, I screamed shank at my house. You can just tell. And how tough is that, Eli? I mean, that guy was getting hit yesterday, like, by Mack trucks. He was getting up. You're right. He's got that Huckleberry Huckleberry, uh, Finn face. He's... And the helmet even looks too big for his head, and he just. But he he's so clutch, he's so money, and I'm a Jet fan, and you know me, I love my Jets, and I know Hard Rock Johnny's probably sitting home last night eating probably boxes of Tums and Roll Aids because the game was grueling and the game was a roller coaster. It was very hard to watch because it was just you didn't know. I mean, the overtime was like nerve wracking, and I'm not even. But I thought both games were nerve wracking. I really did. But that, I thought, and the funny thing about the Giants game. Is like I was so exhausted from the first game, it really took me maybe to the third quarter till I was fully engaged in Jacked the Giants up. game. I'm like, all right, I'm back. I've got that same feeling, but I was just so exhausted. And it I'm went like, on, Why and another on game? and on, and the weather was getting shittier and shittier, Great. and I just couldn't believe that. I mean, the special teams on the Niners blew it, and of course Harbaugh, being a classy guy, refused to talk to Fox after the game. So. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, glad that it's going to be the rematch because no matter what I feel about the Giants, to me, Boston is the city of evil. I will never, ever support a Boston team in anything. And I, I'll give you the score right now. You ready? Uh, Giants 27, Pats 24. Lawrence Tynes is going to be the next Adam Vinatieri, the next big hero. Field goal game. Maybe more by the Giants because I just can't see this this Patriot team dodging another bullet. All right, Blower, let me ask you this because I know you're a football historian. What happens to the legacy of Tom Brady with a loss? Well, you're not going to like what I'm going to say, Zito, but this is the problem with the Patriots. They have that stain, the cheating scandal, on their, uh, on their, on their legacy. And everybody says, well, everybody cheats, blah, blah, blah. But when the league sanctions you draft picks and millions of dollars for cheating, I think that's going to be a factor in their legacy, that they did actually cheat. I still think that no matter what happens, no matter what Brady does, he can stand on his head and whistle Dixie, that Joe Montana is probably the greatest modern-day quarterback. I don't know. I just think compiling wins is one thing, but just watching Brady versus Montana I'm always a Montana guy. I, I just think Montana is, is the perfect quarterback. Uh, this game coming up, it's going to be a lot of difficulty for him with that giant pass rush, that giant defense. I mean, he could slice and dice all he wants with Welker and, and the rest of his receivers and his Gronkowski. Gonna, but, seriously, I know some people are upset because it's a rematch, but it's going to be a fantastic this Super Bowl. I, I think it is, and we have two weeks yeah. now of back and forth. And we're, you know, we're playing this is Ali the city Frazier of evil now. here. It's Ali Frazier. The city of evil will not triumph. I know they beat. I know you're a Bruins fan, Rams. though, right? Yeah. The bottom line is Boston is the city of evil. Yeah. We have their number with the Red Sox. The Giants have their number. And pretty soon the Jets will be back having their number again, like the Jets beat uh, them in the playoffs last year. All right. All right, Blowhard. Happy Thank you so uh, birthday, much, guys. buddy. I appreciate it. And uh, bet the Giants. All right, bet talk them to you soon. There he goes. Um,. Hold on, let's go over here, Craig, Oregon. Craig, go ahead. Hey, buddy, happy birthday, Lord. Uh, can we just wait till fucking that John from Sports Grumbling calls? Is he not the biggest jinx in the entire yeah. fucking universe? He's a pretty big jinx. There's no doubt about it. Did he go for over two? 
Yeah, he went over yeah, for two. He, he went Harbaugh, Harbaugh Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. And that, remember, I had that. Then the second he said it, I'm like, what am I? What am I doing? Jinx I'm gonna have to go the other direction now. Eight six six. Ron Zero Fez, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's the great thing, too, about sports is, like, doesn't it seem like the stupidest idea ever now? Harbaugh Super Bowl. Could never happen. <laughs> How would they even get there, man, doesn't through the Giants sense. and Patriots? The Giants and Patriots are unstoppable. <laughs> They're huge. Um, Brady? Lewis, Lewis, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, sorry to say, guys, I think it's going to be 35-17 Patriots. That's my guess. I am going. Well, first of all, that kind of a blowout, I don't expect. But I'm leaning, leaning towards a Patriots victory because oh I just think oh Brady's not going to think of anything else. But right. I think he's going to come in there, uh, so ready for this. Because here's the weird thing: what happens now to the legacy of Tom Coughlin? If he beats the Patriots twice. two fucking twice times in the, the Super same Bowl, fucking team. he if he by the way if he does this he's got to walk off the field and never come back. <laughs> he cannot fucking hang around. He's like sixty six now. He could do it. He's fucking old man. He's got it. He's way older than you should be as a fucking coach. But if he beats Belichick. In two different Super Bowls, and I see Zeno looks like he's going to throw up at the site. <laughs> I didn't want this rematch at all. Patriots fans like are That's acting right. like, yeah, I wanted this rematch. I want to right the wrong and win on Peyton's field and all this shit. No, I didn't want that. I don't want to deal with any of this. I would much rather lose to the 49ers than lose to the Giants again. I can't go through this one more time. Your life's gonna You're going to throw it. It's You're happening. going to throw it whether you like it or not. Just like that operation that you had to have. There's nothing you can do. This is an show. operation that's scheduled in two fucking weeks. All right? It's doom. Look, just be happy you're here for it. Paterno won't be. <laughs> oh. Well, that old man's Talk about a fucking, seriously, Belichick legacy. I mean, seriously, if you would look at this, would you have rather been Belichick losing twice to Tom Coughlin as your legacy or a guy who let kids get raped and not make a fucking simple phone call? I, I think Paterno comes out of it on the top. Yeah, definitely. You want those rings. Um, let's go over here to, um, let's go to Greg. Greg, go ahead, buddy. Oh, hey, boys. Uh, yeah. First of all, I'm not to be blowhard. I mean, seriously, a Jets fan, Sanchez, give me a break. Anyways, uh, I heard Billy kind of was so distraught after the game, Ronnie, that uh, he tried to hang us up, but he couldn't kick the chair out from underneath him. Oh, my too. God, that quickly. Oh. That quickly we're doing gags about this? Um... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Now, I have to tell you, I don't even know if I want to talk to anybody who's a Ravens fan today because I find it so sad in an almost Buffalo type of way what happened. I mean, this fucking kid kind of will, this will never, This is he's Buckner now. That's You're legacy. fucking Buckner. Yeah, you get the fuck out of goddamn Baltimore, dude. Forget it. You're the Ed McMuffin of Buckners. You are... Maybe Buckner is a fucking kind of... I don't even know at this point. Um, I have a I have a friend who plays for the Ravens, and I was just like, I'm just going to not minute, say Where shit. did this come from? Whoa. How do you know this guy? Fancy man. Went to school together. High uh, school or college? College. Uh, well, you, you were friends with him in college. Yeah, and he his name is Arthur Jones. He's John Bones' dr brother. And he plays plays a defensive tackle for the Ravens, and I was just like, uh, uh, I just never. I can't imagine that kind of pain. It's like Blindside. 
just the look on their stupid faces of trying trying to understand what just happened. And it almost is like if a giant fucking bird came and picked up a baby and was fucking carrying it off into the distance. Just the way they were looking. It's just something you never expect How to see. How could this have happened? This is yeah. horrible. Now, because of that, at the end of the Giants game, you're watching no, screaming, is it going to happen again? <laughs> Twice the same fucking day? By the way, Niners fucking fans, overtime at home, and you can't be the fucking 12th man? No, You've man. got the first rainstorm in the history of California sports, <laughs> and that you still can't build up. Because I was actually thinking, hey, pretty fucking flashy. The team of one, the 80s, playing mm. the fucking team of the zeros. San Francisco's finally back. That'd be awesome. Seeing that uniform in the Super Bowl again. It's Brady's favorite team. You know, oh, guess what? Montana will come to the fucking Super Bowl. <gasps> oh, my God. Could Brady win in front of his hero? No. I was watching the game, the first game with a bunch of 49ers and Giants fans, and they were all like, "Don't isn't this game better because it's exciting at the end? And I was no, like, I agree fuck with you guys. You. No, I just want to win. And so at the end of their game, I was just like, oh, isn't this better? Um, <laughs> let's go over here. Our, our Aaron Fez. Ronnie, what did you think of the uh, Giants holder who ran off the field, I mean, screaming like a little girl, like he just single-handedly won the game? You know what? He probably was the scaredest motherfucker in the world. He didn't want to fuck that up. It was also a bad snap and was raining out, so he felt yeah. good about himself. Um, I, I know everyone acts like taking that snap, straightening the ball is the easiest thing in the world because these really talented guys do it all the time. But you cannot handle a bad snap, folks at home. I would fuck it up. You're on one knee taking the snap from how many fucking yards is that? Seven. You've got to catch it on one knee, set it perfectly, Laces out, then. Laces out, Einhorn. Uh, you can't do it. That's the fucking problem with that. Um, I do laces sideways most of the time, probably. Barry, you're on run a fez. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, bigger choke artist, Scott Norwood or Conda. Well, here's the thing. The reason why Norwood, of course, is because they lost four, <laughs> but. That fucking field goal was a lot longer than most people remember. It was never a gimme fucking field goal. It was 47 when, yards. 47 yards. Uh, you've got, I don't know what the percentages are, but if they've got to be about, what, 50-50 from there? Maybe 60-40 yeah. at the top? It's only like three, maybe three guys that can consistently hit from 50, and that's not even that consistent. Yeah, I mean, when, when you say consistent, you're not talking 100%. Fuck no. No, you're missing some. And this fucking kick, he missed by fucking two blocks. I mean, if there was three th fucking field goals <laughs> lined up there, <laughs> fucking side to side, he still wouldn't have hit it. Um, also, this is one of the best kicking seasons in the history of the NFL. Apparently, uh, they were making them at 70%, like long, what's considered a long field goal, kickers league-wide. So he really does suck. Uh, Bill, Wes Hickory, you're on the fence. Hey, Ronnie, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about the uh, 49ers fans booing the Giants when they were showing them while they were playing the National Anthem. Um, you know, the National Anthem stuff is just... I, I really get bored of the fact that we always end up distraught with the National Anthem after it happened. Somebody didn't sing it good enough. They missed a word. I, I just... Really, do we need to fucking be doing this all the time? 
This is bullshit. He's ruining the America. Don't put a fucking close-up on the fucking Giants during the National Anthem. That's... Put a close-up on the fucking flag. It's silly. And I don't understand why we have to stand up before every fucking sporting event for the song. You don't do it at work. You don't have to do it anywhere else. You don't do it at the movies. Let's open the show with the National Anthem every day. Why wouldn't we? I mean, there's no reason not to. You know, if one has to do it, um, let's let's go over to a guy. Well, let's go to Al in Raven's country. Al, how you doing, buddy? Uh, Not so good, Ron. I can't imagine. We uh, know call this guy Cun Muff now. We could have got rid of him a couple weeks ago, and we didn't. So it was our own damn fault. I blame Harbaugh for that one. Two, how do you get how do you get rid of a Gronkowski? You break his damn leg. I, I don't know if he's how badly he's hurt, but that's got to be a help to the Giants. And Brady's got to be hurt. Number three, uh, he's got something wrong with him. They were talking about it this morning. They won't say, of course, what it is. He normally does. If it's Super Bowl time, he's injured somewhere. Yeah. That's uh, the Giants. Uh, back to Giants. All right, now, I don't know whether that's because Al's feelings are so fucking hurt. <laughs> uh, but I feel for the people of Baltimore. And I will tell you this. Baltimore is a fucking football town. They love football there. They care. Um, New England plays that game in Baltimore. They lose. There's no fucking doubt in my mind. They don't fucking win that game. That was a fucking oh, Those people break. are crushed. They are fucking crushed. No one's at work today in Baltimore. No, they're all smoking crack like in The Wire. It's basically, they're sitting in every scene that you ever saw in The, in the Wire, fucking sucking on a glass of dick. Because everyone in Baltimore fucking smokes crack and eats crab cakes. I guess those, one of those things is good. Both of Both those things. Good. I know a lot of people don't mix them, but that's fucking stupid, in my opinion. So lose the appetite when you're fucking burning that rock. Uh, by the way, uh, coming up in just a few minutes, uh, we've got a guest scheduled to appear that, uh, it is, uh, basically like saying you've got Brando coming in to do the show. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave is going to be here. I'm talking about my, uh, favorite film of the year, Coriolanus. Uh, which uh, we had Ray Fiennes in not too long ago. Um, Emmy, BAFTA, Golden Globe, SAG, Con, Oscar. Jesus. She's won everything there is to win. That's fucking. She's got to release some albums now. Get that Grammy. All she's got to do is read, read a children's book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's how a lot of people pick that up. They read a children's book or they're in a musical and the whole cast wins. She'd do a spoken word album, maybe. Poetry slam. Yeah, bust some shit out. Reading some Kerwag? Yeah, oh, that'd be great. I love the accent. Uh, Here's a guy that must have really been eating through what was left of his stomach yesterday. My best friend in the whole world, Hard Rock Johnny. Oh, what agony that was. It came out good in the end, but that was a rough one. It was unbelievable. It was, you know, I went and watched, you know, I watched the first game and saw what happened and couldn't help but think, oh, no, how is this field goal going to go? There was already one bad one today. Are you still suffering instead of, why aren't you cocky and happy today? You kidding? I'm fucking wearing my Giants NFC East champions, my my NFC champion hat that I went and bought this morning. I'm happy. You got it that quickly? Damn. Of course.
course I did. That's you know, I don't wear. I'm not. I don't own any of the teams that I like. I don't wear. Like I don't have jerseys. I don't wear jackets. None of that. The only thing I ever get is either a cha- like a conference championship hat or a Super Bowl or Stanley Cup shit. Like the only Ranger thing I have is from 1994. I have the Stanley Cup hat. That's it. I don't do any. You know, I just I'm not into wearing the logo thing. But I went and got my hat this morning. Maybe I'll go get a hat. Maybe I'll get each of the team's hats. I'll be, be that nice. guy. No, no matter what happens, I feel good about myself. Yeah, it's yeah. Go football. I gotta. I, I, uh, and Maybe I get one of those hats with all the logos of every team. <laughs> I hate those jackets where it's like, I, yeah, I just like the NFL, man. Maybe if you were in the commissioner's office, you could wear it, but no one else should. <laughs> the, Although, um, I have to tell you this. My first lunchbox in first grade was all the fucking helmets. Nice. I just had a thing, and then I would constantly like just sit there and make up imaginary playoff games in my head instead of doing schoolwork. <laughs> well, that seems a little more fun. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have any control over that, though, so yeah. it's fine. That's all right when you're a kid. You know, you know what was even better is at, like, 1042 last night, the email goes off from the New York Giants saying, congratulations, you've won two tickets to the Super Bowl. Is that right? So we, yeah, well, they do a lottery. So, the, you know, each of the home, the, each team gets a lot of the amount of tickets for their fans. So they do a lottery based on how many tickets you have and your longevity. That's how many you get. So we, uh, our, our group of 10 tickets won two tickets to the Super Bowl. So who gets to go, Johnny? Well, you know, it's a tough call. I mean, I would love to go, but there's a guy who owns four seats with us who used to go to see games with my father at Yankee Stadium. He's in his, like, late 70s, and he didn't get to go to any of the other ones, so we think that that's the way we'll go with it because I think it's the right thing to do. You know, him and his wife can go enjoy the game. And so I think that's what we'll do. I don't know. You're a good man, Johnny. Wasn't Johnny the best? Let someone enjoy a little bit. If I really wanted to go, I'm sure I'll figure out a few tickets. Yeah. I'm sure you could grease a couple of that hard rock fucking links that you got. You know, the, honestly, I, I don't even if I I don't know if I'd want to watch the Giants in the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl. I think it's I'd be too crazy to enjoy the game. I'd almost rather go when the Giants aren't in it and, and enjoy the whole atmosphere of it as opposed to being like, oh, what's going to go on next? I know. You can't relax anyway. And then you're going to fucking run into people fucking screaming about the Patriots and that's going to piss you off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I tell you, I thought that Tom Brady wasn't going to get up after Ray Lewis hit him when he dove over the top yesterday. I don't know how that man didn't break in half. I know. It was actually pretty frightening. It was actually I mean, pretty frightening to see the way his body bent the wrong way. Uh, and you are talking about the greatest quarterback of his age. When the other person that you could argue now has a snapped in half neck. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think... I think on that, I think he's going to retire at the end of once Eli's done with his little. Is that right, Rob Lowe? No, no, I'm not. I don't, I'm not trying to be Rob. Sweet it, Rob Lowe. Sources say that. <laughs> I got sources. I got news for you, and I've said this before. I'd rather he left. He's got nothing left to prove, and I don't want the guy to end up in a fucking iron lung, half a fucking retard. I used to play for the Jets. Oh God. Well, you know Cooper, their one, their other brother. He was a better quarterback than the other two, and he has a problem with his spine. Is that right? And you, by a quarterback, do you mean wide receiver? Because yeah. he never played quarterback in his That's life. That's right. He was wide receiver. Bad, sorry. Yeah. But he has the same thing. He has a spine issue. That's why he doesn't play. Well, it's, but his was genetic. He didn't get fucking crashed into <laughs> and have it snap. Maybe he leads into it a little. You never know. 
Yeah, I would worry about that, too. But nobody knows. Nobody knows what he's going to do except for Rob Blow. <laughs> Apparently. All right, Johnny, congratulations. All right, well, um, keep the blowhard off the air at least for a little bit about Come this. Come on, man. He has been right so far. I know, but eventually. Come on, man. It's his birthday, so i got to be nice today. It Don't is his nice. birthday. And even at her age, he'd still bang Blondie. You tear that shit up. <laughs> She's going to be here. You want to come down, Ronnie? Uh, I'd love to. February 2nd. What's she going to be doing? Uh, She's doing a little concert. Um, a little charity, little charity uh -huh. gig. I can invite you. I'll tell you on the air so that way I don't have to worry about me oh, telling someone on. else there. Oh, and come on, Johnny. Information not flowing. I need to get the email. Johnny, you're the only person that fucking, um, you're the only person that cares. Thanks, pal. <laughs> you got it. Talk to you later. later uh, here's Greg in Baltimore. Sorry about everything you've gone through, Greg. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, I was just wondering why nobody talks about that catch at the end of the game Lee Evans had in the end zone. And if you look, he had both hands on the ball. Both feet went down. Then he got it knocked out of his hand. I thought once both feet got down, he was in for a touchdown. You know, when you certainly watch it in that stop motion, I agree with you 100%. But why, why, in real time... How come nobody uh, reviewed it, though? They should have stopped and reviewed it, especially in a uh, championship game. I still don't think the review would have went your way. Uh, here's the problem with Lee Evans. You got to fucking tuck that shit in. Yeah. He was so lackadaisical with it. Like he's fucking playing in the backyard. You got to fucking treat that thing like it's a baby thrown from a burning building. Never fucking let go. No one should be able to slap that out of his hands. It's fucking ridiculous. Hey, you, know the sad, you, know, you know the sad thing, though. After that, I was like, oh, I'll be all right. We're going to get the field going, going to overtime. Every, that's what everyone thought. Okay, I, seriously, I can't fucking... I can't uh, even begin to comprehend... How you felt? It must have been like watching your kids get killed. Oh, uh, it probably was worse. Sure, <laughs> you're right. Because you can always get more kids, but you guys ain't ever going back to the no, playoffs. It's done. Ray Lewis is gone. It's yeah, over. it's over. Reed's done. <laughs> I can't believe Pollard was the one that potentially injured Gronkowski. I mean, they say he's fine, but Pollard's the guy that knocked Brady out for the season, that injured Wes Welker when he played for the Texans, and now he tried to fucking get Gronk. Well, yeah. but here's the thing. It's Good. just like when they Good. when they play the fucking Steelers, they go carrying guys up. Those Ravens hit like fucking trucks. Yeah, they fuck people up. Um, and after the Ravens and Steelers plays, there's nobody can move <laughs> after that. But here they are at the end of the season and not there. It's like a fucking drive-by. And I'm telling on. you right now, I think they I think the Ravens match up against the Giants better than the Patriots, and I think if the Ravens win that game, they'd be the favorites. Super Bowl fucking champions, possibly. But the Giants are just so goddamn hot. It's it's fucking nuts. I thought at first it, it might have just petered out around right this fucking past weekend, but I can't. They, it's it's ridiculous. They fucking pull it out. You can't in a million years believe that there could be a loss, can you? I mean, no, it's just no. a lot to you. No, it's destiny. Um, let's go over, uh, Paul. Paul, you're on the Hey, boys. Um, I was flipping through the channel Saturday night, and I saw the 49ers-Giants game here. I think it was NFL Network was replaying it. Caught in the first quarter, watched the whole fucking game, thinking of the championship. Wait, so it was on at the same time? It was on Saturday night instead of Sunday. And I thought, oh, that's weird. I didn't know this, this was on Saturday. I, I popped popcorn, oh, had beers, watched the whole game with my fucking kids, thinking it was the... That's seriously... Well. 
That's the most <laughs> retarded, funniest thing I ever heard in my life. And I they know they've got a dumb dad it. now. What a fucking jerk. Never never noticed it. Never, nothing about it popped anything into my head. I fucking watched the entire game, having beers, <laughs> watching it with the kids. Look, that's the most embarrassing shit I've ever heard, and I'm saying that as someone who once drove to the school on a Saturday. So, all hungover. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, better fucking get in there. The game, the game ended. San Francisco won, and nobody was going crazy. I thought, what the fuck, man? These guys are pretty even killed. They're focused. You oh, watched shit. an entire game like that? Wow, onside no, kick again? Holy shit! First, yeah, I had fun twice, really, kind of watching the whole thing. I think it was a positive. Yeah, and then the next day, you're like, uh, I've got the game again. I argued with my dad for 15 minutes the next morning, saying, no, the game was yesterday. Oh, and Jesus Christ. And he's going, what are you talking about? Oh, 15 minutes, I bet I spent arguing with him to call him an idiot. All right, buddy, thanks a lot. Here's Al in Maryland, your manifest. Hey, buddies. Um, yeah. How come no one's talking about the hit Ray Lewis put on Brady? If that was Harrison, they would have arrested him at the stadium. I mean, he put his hands back, and he was a missile into him. Yeah, but you know what? We all like to see Ray Lewis hit people, even if it's wrong. Yeah, he's scary, man. That's yeah. cool. It, 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 there should have been a flag. It should have came back. I mean, they could have killed him. Uh, Hank, do you think that's it for Lewis? He walks off now? <sighs> yeah. How old is he? I think he's 35. Yeah, that's ancient for that position. Ancient. He's even older. He's uh, he's thir almost he'll be 37 in May. Oh, it's shit. hard to believe he's fucking playing still. It's he's got to get out. Yeah, he's got to <laughs> get out. Position. I mean, it would have been great if he would have went out with a Super Bowl victory for himself, but um, he he can't keep pushing that. No, he's gonna get. He was out. He missed a bunch of games this season. Fucking injured. He's just gonna. It's just he's gonna get slower. It's not. He's not gonna be fucking effective. Um, here's uh, Anthony. Anthony, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey. Uh, I just want to say this is probably the scariest thing to happen to the Giants right now because we're going up against a team that we beat 18-1. and one. Now we're going to go up against Tom Brady and that entire arsenal to try to win a second Super Bowl and we just barely made it into the playoffs. And now we're going to go beat probably one of the best teams in the NFL that the NFL's ever seen. Well, that's, the, you know, it's really true that if you go back, everybody in the league and was pulling like, hey, the Eagles are coming together strong. Yeah. That's the team that knows needs to go into the playoffs because they can make a run. Obviously, the Cowboys won't, and neither will the Giants. <laughs> I mean, this is the problem with watching sports television. is such bullshit pr predictions. I mean, we were making fun of John from Sports Grumblings, but he's no worse than anyone who works in sports radio or sports TV. They don't report, they predict... And when they're wrong, they don't give a shit. No, I will never bring that up again. It's like it didn't happen. Even at the beginning of the season, the Giants fucking looked like it, who was going to take them seriously. This fucking team is in shambles. The GM should be fired. Coughlin should be fired before the season even fucking started. Now there's a goddamn Super Bowl. It's crazy. I don't think there's ever been a coach that's been to su two Super Bowls that has had less love than Coughlin oh, has had in this town. Even Eli gets shit on constantly. The fucking guy who's brought him there has kept it together. He had a great season this year. People still shitting on him. They like it, Rex Ryan more. 
And and Rex Ryan hasn't done anything compared to Coughlin. They adore Rex Ryan because he's so fat and fun. <laughs> um, Joker, Louisiana, you're on running Fez. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Uh, the guy that called earlier, it's really not not so uh, unusual. I had a buddy that was uh, pulled into work there in uh, Missouri Saturday night. Called me up. I'm sitting in Denver all relaxed, and he's screaming and yelling, you're missing the game, you're missing the game, it's in the third quarter, good God, turn it on. And I believed him for a second, I thought, no, that's, that's it can't be, and I'm so I'm searching all the channels, I don't pick it up, it's on NFL Network, and uh, I had explained to him the difference, he wasn't, wasn't sure for the whole afternoon. Why would you that. explain, why not just fucking just scream, this is so great, <laughs> and I'm going to give you the exact score of the game, I'll bet you exact scores right now. I did. I, I fucking made money one time of a certain reality uh, star betting a fucking tape game. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> and still made him pay up, too. Good. That's his own fault. Everything's his fault. It's a fucking mess. Whatever. Um, it is the Ron and Fez show coming up in just a couple minutes. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave is going to be here. Her film is... Which uh, is called uh, Coriolanus. Coriolanus is in select theaters now. Um, It's an updated version of a Shakespearean play. Uh, Ray Fiennes is the star and director. He's so fucking scary weird in it. Uh, He's horrifying with the shaved head. I've watched it twice now. And I liked it even better the second time. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. The first time, I was just so proud of myself. Like, hey, I'm getting all this. <laughs> I understand Shakespeare. I was wrong in school. But it is... Um, it's like Hurt Locker, but with Shakespearean language in a lot of ways. That sounds badass. Uh, yeah, it's definitely the action scenes. It also looks a lot like that video game that you guys play, the fucking the, Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. Um, well, the first trailer's... Looked like it was just like shit blowing up. I didn't realize it was going to be a, uh, a Shakespeare, that Shakespeare dialogue. Yeah, but the weird thing about it, too, it's like, it's that, right? He's like the greatest fucking warrior of all time. Um, but so, but it's spoken in Shakespearean language. But then even like the CNN stuff is Shakespearean. Oh, shit. Uh, they're in Senate, Senate. So it's political. It's really a fucking mind-blowing movie to show you. Um, like the kind of ups and downs of what's happening. And, you know, this happens with warriors all the time. You want them when you want them, and when you don't want them, you want them far away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mind, yeah. Like there used to even be a thing in ancient Rome that once you joined the army and went out, they didn't want you coming back to Rome. They were just like, stay out there, fucking so, do shit, don't come home. Oh, because the they were afraid once they came home. They were afraid of them. Um, here is uh, J.D. in Tampa. You're on my face. Hey, guys. Uh, I just want to defend those guys that thought that game was live Saturday night. Uh, the NFL Network marks things down as new just if they never showed it. So for a split second, I thought it was live, too. But you know that the NFL Network is not going to get the championship game. Yeah, I know, but you panic because you're jonesing for football. You know there's only a couple games left. Well, we got well, one game of football they, left. They That's mark depressing. It down Pro Bowl, Ron. Yeah. Pro Bowl. No. Is it Pro Bowl next week? Yes. Yeah. Here's what I don't understand. 
why aren't they playing that Pro Bowl in Indianapolis and making that all part of like Super Bowl week, like they do in Speed Week? Uh, Where everything's for together racing. for Daytona, right? I think right? they tried yeah. that one time, didn't they? And I Never. Think, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure they didn't play it in Hawaii one year. They played it in Miami, and they might go back to doing that. I think it's the next couple years. But forget Miami. Play it wherever the Super Bowl is the week before, and that way a lot of people show up like a week out. I don't. Th- they don't know what to do with the Pro Bowl because it's fucking. It stinks. Does that get ratings? Not even. The, no, people, it doesn't get ratings, it. and the and the fucking game goes to eighty five to ninety, and you know because obviously you don't want to fucking get anybody hurt. You know, deep. No one's getting hit, right? You know, I mean, they could be playing flag football at the time. It's not the <laughs> kind of sport. That you want to play for fun, you know? <laughs> well, you have giant contracts, and if anything's wrong with you, you're fucked. But how many times did we see guys br- b- blow out their ACL this year running out of bounds? Or, Fuck yeah. You know, just freak fucking plays. Yeah. Steven so, Jackson, the first game of the year, blew his fucking leg out just running down the field for a fucking touchdown. Right. You And you can't gently tackle someone. No. You know what I mean? You and can't, like... them like a fucking animal. Yeah. You can't, like, hey, I've got you. Come <laughs> on, let's both fall down. Yeah. It's, um... No. It's horrid. Uh, Dennis, Seattle. You're on, buddy. How are you? Good. Uh, I can't believe... It. I think that the, once the championship games are over, you forget about the GOATs. And, you know, no one really remembers these guys from previous years that, you know, fumble of the NFC Championship game, fumble of the AFC Championship game. I'm telling you right now, I never forget the bus fucking uh, fumbling that fucking ball, which would have been his last game. Yeah. And the, the, um, uh, he had to be fucking saved. That fucking had to be saved. I actually thought he ruined his entire career with that. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, there is a very good possibility that everything gets forgotten anyway. Yeah. Uh, but... You, the people of Baltimore will never forget. We as a nation may forget. They will never. The people of Baltimore will stomach cramp on that 30 years from now. They'll just... So who else? Who are some other like big ones? I remember Ernest Biner did one in an AFC championship game too, right? And then James Stewart for Jaguars against the Patriots a few years back. Right, but what I, but my point is that's because you're not a major fan of those teams. The okay. people who live and die... With their teams, we'll never forget the goats as well as the fucking heroes. No. So it's only when it's your team. Hmm, interesting. One of the things I think going into the Super Bowl is they're playing on turf inside, though. Patriots, I don't know, they got a pretty good offense. They may be uh, yeah, they up do. for it this one. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I didn't even think of that. They're pretty fast and Brady's a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Go, throw down, too. All right. All right, my brother. I got nothing. <laughs> Peace out. Those tight ends of his are just really different from everything else. Like wide receivers. You realize that that's our buddy Dennis, right? I love Dennis. Did you know that was him? Yeah, I know. Oh. Yes, I recognize him. I thought you Dennis. didn't. No, no. I was trying to leave you in the piss of them off. <laughs> <laughs> just being a real asshole. This is a fucking asshole, huh? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. What are you on the fucking phones for? <laughs> uh, here's Gary. You're in But Yeah, Ron. Uh, one of the pluses they, they have for playing in Hawaii is the uh, players get to take their families to the game and also for a vacation. I can't see them wanting to take their families on vacation to Indianapolis, 
Or but why, here's the thing. Like why should the rest of us sit around and watch them and their families on vacation? <laughs> it stinks. We don't care yeah, about I, it. I it just agree, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they haven't decided the site for 2013 go, and going forward yet. It was two years ago when the Super Bowl was in Miami, and they also played it in Miami just as a trial run. Like on line two? Oh. Um, what we ought to do is play the fucking Super Bowl in Miami. I mean, in Hawaii. See if that doesn't work out for us. Well, people would fucking love it. Though I don't know who's going to be afford to get out to fucking Hawaii, plus the tickets, and fill the fucking thing. Mm. How are we doing on time here? What's going on? I don't know what we're up to. A couple more minutes. Nobody's staying in fucking touch with you about it? She's just She just got outside. All right, so we're ready to bring her in. Uh, again, I'm going to talk about this film, uh, Cor- uh, Coriolanus, which is a Shakespearean play and one that most of us have never seen or heard of before. Rafe Fiennes directs it uh, and stars in it. But Vanessa Redgrave, who we mentioned before, all the different awards that uh, she's won, uh, our two greatest American playwrights, Arthur Miller... Uh, and Tennessee Williams have both said Vanessa Redgrave is the finest actor that we have. That's it's crazy. Those two guys would say that. When I'm saying Vanessa Redgrave is coming in here to talk about it, it's the same as saying Brando is coming in here. It's the same exact thing. Uh, so we're going to bring her in. Uh, keep an eye out for this film. Um, Coriolanus, let's bring in Vanessa Redgrave. Vanessa Redgrave is in the studio with us. Uh, before you got here, I was just telling the audience that this is my favorite film of the year. What? Uh, now uh, I've Impressive. seen it. Yeah, I've seen it twice now. Um, on the on the first viewing, I just let everything you know come to me. I I, I just watched it as a film. The second time, I watched it. I, I realize that Ray Fiennes has done such an amazing job directing this. That it's just yes. phenomenal. Yes, absolutely. Um, and there's so much happening on first viewing. So many things that has to happen with the actors to keep the story for a modern audience that you really, you almost take it for granted the first time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I agree. I've only seen it twice myself, uh-huh. the film twice. I'm, I last saw it in New York about a week ago when when uh, it was premiered. Oh, they just did it at the Paris yes. Theater, yes, and that was right. a great yes. night out. Uh, to see it like that with an audience, particularly an American audience, who are, are it's not as easy for us to embrace Shakespeare. Uh, I, I think it's phenomenal that this film translates so well. So do I. 
Um, although, of course, a lot of actors here have played Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. um, probably le somewhat less than the English actors, although we've got very, um, very much fewer chances to to do Shakespeare in England than we used to have when I was a student or first begun acting. Um, but I've got a feeling that if a film like Rafe's Coriolanus gets on the right wavelength, um, even if you didn't understand, if you picked the words one by one, you wouldn't know what the heck does this word or this word or this word mean. Um, it communicates the basic sense of what Rafe is saying or I'm saying or or Jared and um, Brian and Jessica saying comes right through because uh, because Rafe got it onto the right wavelength as well as which means both visually and and in editing and in the script but for acting you almost have to need to use your face and eyes even more, I believe. When I was watching it the second time through, and uh, he used a lot of close-ups, mm -hmm. and every actor needed to be right there in the pocket to kind of explain emotionally to the audience, even if we're not picking up on exactly. every word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was telling this to Rafe, it's really almost embarrassing that this... Uh, older work can be translated to a modern time because it means that we just haven't gotten any smarter in terms of the way we act. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and the, uh, in terms of the way we act politically and, uh, you know, with war, um, it's, it's the same exact problems. Yes, there are a heck of a lot of the same problems, um, which is why this film surprises everyone by being so relevant mm -hmm. um, and that, but it's also why Shakespeare is still performed all over the world um, more than any other playwright uh, because he's always gone spe on speaking and I think that's partly because he's not a propaganda writer mm -hmm. um, he doesn't have a distinct point of view or message mm. he's gone into what are these kind of people like you listen you look and um, you may not like any of them very much but you're going to know much more about the world you live in if yeah. you carry on lo looking and listening yeah and particularly with this work I think it kind of puts some of the blame on us, the fickleness of the masses that we want something you know, spectacular all the time. We want a hero or we want a goat, but we will change our opinions so easily. Um, and I think that's the part, again, that gets very, very embarrassing. That sometimes people get all fired up over a new election and then they all move back away. Or, you know, the anti-war movement builds up, but then they don't let that power carry on to real change well, that's partly because of lack of analysis and lack of any any should we say roughly speaking leader mm -hmm. who can analyze um some people are born not to analyze but to do but if you get into a tricky time um like ours you sure need plenty of real analysis um analysts i mean mm -hmm. maybe psychoanalysts as well <laughs> <laughs> but who do you saying such interesting things then i mean um 
I couldn't understand why the feminists went wild because Mrs. Thatcher was elected. Oh, a woman prime minister. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, what damage did she do to our country? And to many others, actually, indirectly. Um, so... I'm not a feminist, but I, I, I think we all can live and learn so, so much because that fickleness that Shakespeare's showing in the film, Coriolanus, that uh, we're for you, bravo, we right. love you, it's such an honor to meet you, etc. And then 24 hours later, historically speaking, so, so little time, a week, a month, three months, and the person's out right straight out and that's a combination of circumstances but you know what i think putting aside the role of media putting aside the role of uh people who tell lies in the various political parties in the media and so on putting all that aside i think that it's because human beings and here's this is a good side as well as a a, a, a rather weak side, or it has a weak result, is human beings are very idealistic, and why not? Mm -hmm. They are looking for something better. They're looking, whether it's through poetry, through dance, through their working for get a better job, make a bit more money, so that get the children to school. That's always been a big driving force, get children to school. <clears throat> That's the idealism of, thank goodness, of generations of parents whatever they think and if they belong to a political party or they don't everybody wants their children to have a better life and a better education and in the course of that they can get very upset and disappointed which means that it all starts with leadership and uh, the rot starts with leadership or good things start with leadership well, that takes us... That's I, my view. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Is no, I love it, but on a bit. that takes us to your character, who does she have the best intentions for her son? I mean, it was such... I, I, I found myself so curious about the motivations. And also, and I think I was saying to this, Rafe, also, I saw her as almost like the maternal paternal figure that she had such a masculine energy in, in what she desired for her son hmm well i think women do have a masculine energy um i of course i see it rather from my character's point of view yeah. but the fact is what does she finally urge her son to do to negotiate a peace right well, isn't that a good thing to do? Unfortunately, it right. means that if he agrees to negotiate a peace, he's going to lose his life. She is somewhat aware of that. But she's always believed that she would rather have her son die for the good of his country than live in the oblivion of what people need and go to nice restaurants and enjoy nice meals and have some kids. And But she also, don't you think she basked in his glory? I mean, she... Uh, took it all in there was such a there was such a, a you know the fact that she was so excited that he was coming home with wounds and was you know thrilled mm -hmm. that he had been wounded uh, I, I find that connection between the two of them to be the the heart of the whole piece 
Well, there you see a very, what some of us might think is a very dark side mm -hmm. to the lady. On the other hand, there's plenty of politicians who do exactly that. Mm. Yeah, exactly absolutely. Exactly that. We just don't see it quite as nakedly as we see it with, with the lady that I play. Right. So, the, so this goes on all the time. I mean, great men are, or great women are pushed from an early age. You think that they're always, they're almost trained to go into that. Well, Volumnia, the lady I play, has certainly has trained and is training. She has trained her son. Right. She's never shot a gun herself, but she's had him go to the best people who can give him the best sharpshooting, the best um, heavy combat in the streets training. And she's training her grandson and all the other little children in her country to do exactly that because she's expecting war and endless war mm -hmm. or possibly endless war to um, be the situation for her country and yet she's brought face to face with the fact that her country has been is forced to beg for peace and she begs for peace and a peace treaty and it's it's it goes into so much, and it so really glad does. You're raising yeah. these questions. I, I and that's the thing I loved about the film, and I'm sure I'm going to watch it again because I did picture in my mind that the grandson became the next. You know, that would be the next project. Yes. But I also thought it was so interesting for him because here he is, the strongest warrior of his time. No one's really comparable, but he was able to just melt in front of his mother's desires and he knew he wasn't going to make it out of that alive you know yes yes he knew, yeah. knows that he he will not he will not be alive for very much longer if he negotiates peace and uh, she has awoken him to the fact that he has betrayed his country um understandably from the point of view is his country betrayed him right so there's this way that you, I don't know, if, Ron, if the right word is symbiotic relationship between him and his country and his country and him. Um, it's, it's, oh, you, you can talk for a long time, and, but I, I, I mean, I'm fascinated to think of these questions, which we had to think about while we were making the film. Yeah. And I had to think about, and Rafe was thinking about all the time, especially that scene with the mother because the mother is as it were the history of his country and it's the history of his family speaking to him and his anger which prevents him from understanding that the last thing he should do as a great noble man representing generations of people who've given their lives for their country he's going to drag the, his name if he doesn't negotiate peace, his mother knows it, he, his name will be blasted and, and accused for, for centuries right. if he doesn't. But he's not thinking of that. He's realizing that he owes it to his country to negotiate a peace. It doesn't mean he's going to be friends with his country. His country's never promised to bring him back with honors or listen to him or have him fight for them again they haven't made that request no. they've just put it all on him you negotiate peace and his mother says that to him and she knows he's going to 
He's going to pay for it terribly. And, and I think his commitment was to his that? mother, too, not to his country. That he sacrificed himself to his mother, I felt, at the end, more than he sacrificed himself to his country. And, and the fact that he was saying, like, use me as a sword to the men, I mm. felt like she's the one who... you a sword of me. Yeah. Yes. She, uh, she's the one who made that sword. It was... Ba- yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah, how right you are. And also, yeah. you know, what, the fact that as we plan wars and we defend ourselves war, we'll never get to peace. You know what I mean? As we put so much thought into war, and every civilization seems to have done this since the, you know, dawn of time. Well, that's, that is so true. And yet we have, we have the Declaration, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Mm-hmm which says that in order that war will not be the first solution, in order that people won't rise up in rebellion, we must follow, we, the United Nations of the world, will follow these principles and then followed all the international laws and conventions against genocide, against torture, for refugees, for looking after refugees, and for civil and social rights, and of course the great American Declaration of Independence and the American Constitution itself. Now there have been some extremely alarming um, refusals to follow international conventions, but to avoid them, evade them, while at the same time saying publicly we are following them, Mm -hmm. actually not following them, and negotiating for peace has been very much delayed if we look at the last few years but then to negotiate for peace you have to have a certain outlook (laughs) yeah to successfully negotiate for peace which will benefit all peoples not just a few politicians but you've you've spent so much of your life political in this ways do you ever feel like when you see some of the fact that wars keep breaking out that that peace doesn't seem to be able to be sustained. Do you, do you sometimes feel like, what have I done this all for, or you just get no? Keep I going? I don't. It's extremely alarming and upsetting um, when time again you think, have you not learned the lesson? Yeah. Have you not learned the lesson? Um, thinking of various governments over recent period, um, not just one or two or three. Um, um, I've seen Russia heading back headlong mm-hmm. to uh, extremely dangerous authoritarian rule, but all the other governments of the world have wanted to be friends with that. Yes. <laughs> Same with China. Uh, everybody's poured money to invest in China. Why? Because there's a lot of very poor people there who need a dollar a week. Mm. And it seems like we've, we've, we're in a system, and maybe we've always been in this system, where money trumps everything. You know what I mean? That if money can be made, we'll make a deal with whatever gangsters running whatever well, place. With, with anything, but, but now I think it's very, very much understood that there have to be some huge reforms. Mm-hmm. Um, in my view, for form of taxation, and I'm not talking about let the rich pay everything and get it all shared out, etc. That is not going to answer the present situation. So I, um, 
so that's that's one of the things that needs to be done and could be done um there doesn't seem to be the political will to do it um i mean jobs being the big thing right. for everybody in the world that has not been attended to in fact i was just reading a very good article in um it's either in the new yorker or vanity fair by joe stiglitz the wonderful economist who got a nobel prize yeah. for economy and he's so readable for people who are not economists like myself um he's made a number of proposals in this article um and they are certainly um proven by his analysis um uh, i of course wonder well, why hasn't anybody listened to joe stiglitz for goodness sake yeah he's he's one of the tops why has nobody listened to some of the scientists who've explained about the terrible dangers of carrying on as we are for the health and sanitation of the whole of mankind let alone the pacific ocean the atlantic ocean the indian ocean arabian ocean you know all the oceans the air and um and food production well there seems to be a cat behind me i'm not <laughs> looking that way ron you were so perspicacious you really inspiring thank to you listen to um, but I, uh, you know, and maybe the great things that these are uncomfortable times is that's when people make changes. Exactly. You know, that's what, uh, that the one hope that can come out with the, the, the place that our, our world is now is people are more likely to make those changes, um, than they are when things are going somewhat well on a personal level. Um, yeah. But I guess to. Well, that's a big thing, isn't it? Yes, Sorry it is. to interrupt. No. But, I mean, look, for instance, at the support for the work of Amnesty International. I mean, that is huge. It didn't exist back in the late 1960s, early 70s. There are people working for human rights, famous or not, all over the world, ready to make fantastic sacrifices of every kind, um, whether in what was Burma, Myanmar... Yeah. And the democracy movement there, or in China, or in Russia, people going out in the streets, in spite of the fact that you can get murdered because you've made yourself a bit too, too public-headed. I mean, that's a big gain. You have to sometimes take the long view, although it's, your heart is absolutely thumping be, with pain, because in the short term it's costing people such a lot. And it is true, but you know the great thing about what you're doing, not just political work, but also through the arts, is I I think it does change minds. When you did the Julian Schnabel film mm. Mirror last night, I last thought year, that was a brilliant film. I thought it was fantastic too, and it was a, a way of looking at Palestine that I'd never had gotten through the through the news. Just to saying that it's a physically beautiful place you know mm -hmm. for, and then mm -hmm. the people once you have the chance and i think this happens through art more than that is that when you follow along with these stories you're like well it's not so different than i am with my family mm. and everyone especially has the young people yeah yeah the young people do seem to be rising up so that's something to Everywhere. feel good about uh it's a phenomenal film ray fines has 
uh, done a terrific job uh, bringing this to the screen, and, and your role is just fabulous, and it's so great to have the chance to meet you. Thanks so much for coming well, in. I hope we meet again. We've yes. never met before, and I'm really pleased to meet you. I'm pleased to meet you, too, Thank and you, you live here in the city or keep a place here, and you're yeah. always welcome to come in, and we can talk about whatever you'd like, okay? Thank you very much. All right. I'll, I'll count on that. All right. Thank Take you. Take care, Vanessa. Take care. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. This is the Rod and Fez Show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. This is the Rod and Fez Show. Needle-nosed Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad. Senior year almost didn't graduate. Bing! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Ned Ryerson? Bang! It's the Ron and Fez show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We just had the uh, fabulous Vanessa Redgrave step in, which... um, as I mentioned before, it's not that different but, than saying we've got Brando um, stopping in. If you can, be a first responder. Send this out to at Weinstein Films. Um, Harvey Weinstein's been very, very uh, kind to us lately. And because we did uh, Ray Fines not too long ago, they enjoyed themselves. They f- sent us back Vanessa. So it really helps with the first responders. On Twitter, it's at Weinstein Films. Harvey's got so many films coming out this year um, at Oscar time that I worry some of these uh, will be missed. This Corleanus is so such a fucking strong film that I really do hope people will come out for it. And I really uh, feel like Rafe is a phenomenal first job. As a director coming out of this. It seems badass. I gotta see this fucking movie. And I got news for you. I don't get the constant love for Descendants. I thought it was a nice little film, but for some reason, it's being treated maybe because we feel like we owe George Clooney what? as if it's the be-all and end-all of films. I George Clooney's owed anything. He's had a pretty good career in life. Well... People do tend to like him, though. Oh, he's great. I like George Clooney, but I, I don't think he needs an Oscar. I haven't seen it yet, but someone was going on and on about it yesterday to me. I was like, I don't know. I, I'll see it eventually um, for Oscar. Shasta, you're on the Ron Fez show. Uh, hey, Ron. Sasha. Um, hey, listen, I'm a theater director here in D.C. and I've been for a long time, but I really appreciate a nice interview with some Vanessa Raven and last week to promote something like Coriolanus and get some Shakespeare into the audience. Uh, I, you know, I kind of brought this up before. My initial thing of seeing it was just because of your normal high school hate for the way that they force you and your stupid friends to sit there and read it out loud, uh, and you don't get it. it. I was so, like, refre- uh, I was like, like a little kid almost proud of myself, like, oh, I get this, like I had accomplished something. <laughs> like I was one of those guys who doesn't swim till he's 45, and then he's all fucking proud of wow. himself. Like, hey, does anybody want to go swimming? Because we'll just dive right in. I can. I can swim. Can you? Yeah, Come on, let's I was go. A, I, was the same, I was the same fucking way for a long time, especially in school. When I started doing theater, I started directing Shakespeare, and it was the same thing. I, I would take it out, and all of a sudden, you know, there's a whole 
and their emotions. It's the life and the death and the, the cheating and the war. It's, you know, it's much more than the stupid uh, just reading out loud in class that you get to do in high school. Well, this one I thought was really interesting because it had never been presented to me before, right? No, so, this is a hidden one. Yeah, so I didn't know that much about it. So it was just really you know, rolling out like you would see any film that you didn't know a lot about. But uh, Ray Fiennes is a director. I think it's shocking. I, I honestly do think that he used the camera so well in this to help tell the story. Yeah, it, had no, it's, uh, it doesn't have to be a Shakespeare movie. It's just a movie. But I really appreciate the way you can handle someone like Vanessa Redgrave and Crazed in the same show. Was I catching a vibe there? It seemed like there was a vibe between you two. Can I meet up for cupcakes later? What's going well, on? Well, I, I would like her to come in and talk about a lot of different things. And I want to find out the word that she calls, called me. She called me a word that Start I... Start with a P. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, I missed it. It was, uh, it was above my head. It really was. Um, it's right towards the end. All right, this has got... All right, said in... Perspicacious? 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 Yeah, there was an aceous in there. Perspicacious? Yes. Perspa, yeah. I think she's hitting right now. Well, she's more than, um, she's more than welcome to. Um, <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for your time, Ron. Take these effects. Alright. Do we know what the word means? Of acute discernment, having keen insight, mentally perceptive. That's fucking so me. Spot on. That could be my new online name. Perspicacious. Yeah. Oh, one. I'm going to have to get rid of Shaggy Balls 74. No, that's a great name. You can't get rid of that. Just hold on to it. Wait to see how quickly some fucking asshole comes up with the name Shaggy Balls on Twitter and online. Check what and I'm doing. Racing to do it. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's That's that. actually how Tidbit came up with his name because uh, I forget what it was, like Tidbit 84 or whatever, but I threw that out and then he quick got on it. But Tidbit was actually a guy in my neighborhood. <laughs> Just a random reference, and yeah, that's some guy online takes the fucking. His persona. brothers called him Tidbit. I guess he wasn't very, very big. Um, I think you guys would love this movie, though. Particularly, you guys that like war dramas. Um, speaking of which, on the IB wire, fantastic video up right now of just someone watching an endless amount of tanks. Just an endless amount of tanks. Jesus. And then also, one of my other things um, that I'm a fan of on the IB Wire today is Rick so uh, Santorum getting gay dusted. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't see this yet? I haven't seen the gay dusting. No, not at all. Well, the beauty of it is, is like they get so close to him and they hit him point blank. And <laughs> if you, you know grew up like I did where you actually have seen politicians get shot on television you're like why why don't we have a little better fucking way of dealing with this I mean even the candidates should have some dudes around them right I mean yeah, some I fucking... guess I guess you don't get the serious guys <laughs> until you get the nomination you don't get the official guys uh until you get the nomination um that's weird and he just has his own, more or less, hotel security. 
I gotta see this. Yeah, it's no. I, I. It doesn't look like it's as good as the security that they have for Snooky. <laughs> Holy shit! She blasted him with it. Yeah. And her his fucking security guy was fucking just like just he put his arm from. That's it. That's insane. It could have been fucking anthrax. You hate gays. No, they yelled, you hate gays. And for some reason, I guess the uh, gay, the gay dusting would help out a little bit. Um, you know, hit them with some glitter. They yell, occupy, occupy is everywhere. And then finally, death to the demoness, Algora Geller, which, you know where they got that from. Oh, fuck. Existence. That's just fucking oh, straight. Oh, shit. Existence. He manages to smile through the whole thing. Yeah, but don't you have a problem with that? I don't like, like it. I don't know if there's something wrong with, like, what the fuck are you doing? I will fuck you up. Yeah, he just took it. Big smile on his face. Because I know that he doesn't want to show up in the news doing what I'm doing. You know what I mean? But that... Isn't that what a norm, normal human being would do? Like, I don't know whether you've had your New York Minute yet, Azitz, of completely melting down in public and fucking yelling at a cabbie oh. or someone on the street. Oh, God. Don't you ever in a fucking million, you know, where you have to up your insanity as far as you can. Get weird. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes the great thing. Is like if you're in a couple, you'll do it together, or as a family, the whole family will just go off. But you have to if you live around a lot of people. So I'm used to what I call the New York "I'm crazy too" response. <laughs> what the fuck? You go oh, really? Well, I'm not gonna I fuck around. Fucking bite your eyes. eyes Come out. on, bring it. I would love to see this fucking happen. Because you want them to think you're crazy too. Yeah, you want to just fucking make everyone fucking afraid. But Santorum is trying to look like a nice person, a level-headed person. He's acting like, oh, shit gets thrown on me all the time. I'm not going to help them. <laughs> but really, fuck the people who threw this shit. Whether you agree with Santorum or not, this there is a way to handle the public debate. I don't even mind going there and holding up signs and yelling shit out, but don't physically touch the guy. We, we're a society. We have some kind of personal space here. I thought it was great how they tried to like WWE it up a little bit. By I think the intention was that the whole crowd was supposed to start going, you hate gays. I don't know what she was going for. She's just um, chanting it like a crazy person. Well, she wanted to get the point out there. <laughs> you really need to see Existence to really get the full thing of that. And the... It really doesn't have a lot to do with Occupy because Occupy shouldn't be about gay rights anyway. Um, it's more of a financial yeah. problem. You're a bigot! Another video that I get a big uh, kick on. Marine uh, comes back from Afghanistan. And um, I believe he's in Orlando and they're lined up on a ride. Now, here's a guy who's seen real action in Afghanistan. And this is the way he handles himself.
on, I believe the ride is called The Big Shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> ready? No. You ready for this? Uh, I was born. You ready for this? Well, I'd rather be back in Afghanistan doing this. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Here we go. Rings are almost collapsed. There we go. Oh, shit. Here we go. Hey, can you give me like a countdown? You guys want a countdown before you go? <laughs> You cannot scream and be cold. It's always a girl's scream. There's, I don't even know if there is such a thing as a man's scream on a ride. No, the only, like the metal scream, maybe. But that's at a fucking metal show. You're not having fun. Now, here's what I don't understand. Why we want this feeling. Why do we go to amusement parks to feel pure terror? Oh, man, that ride was great. I thought I was going to fucking die. This guy... Has been to Afghanistan, so we should understand terror. Danger. Just right. real fucking danger where you can fucking die. Doing what you're doing every day. Like, hey, I'm going to walk to take a piss. I hope I don't blow up. But <laughs> I don't think you scream like that over there. Um, I'm sure he was in firefights where he was quieter. Like, Jesus Christ. Jarrett, you're on the run of Fez show. Roddy B, was that Davy Mack that you just played on that ride? Because he screams, he screams just like the big goofy redhead. The weird thing is, this guy does have red hair, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, uh, Davy Mack recently copied a saying: "This is how I do it." I don't know if he copied it. It was Mr. JB Smooth's comedy special on Comedy Central. This is how I do it. Now, when. How did, no, you, by the way, you guys were on the air when that was on the other night. Yeah, on that Saturday. Now, I was watching the comedy special because it was um, hilarious. Sports How does he do it? Hilarious, too. He does it his way. That's the thing. And when he does it, yeah. he does it right. He does it good. Really remember Dave saying does it first. Here's my idea for Dave. Okay. Because whoever get to, gets it to TV first, uh... By the way, were you on at 7 the other night? We are on 7 and 9. That's the new time Okay, then, it, then it, this was on at 10. Oh. Because I tried to call you guys. Oh, well, I'm our, like, these fucking assholes aren't even picking up the phone. <laughs> our phones were actually uh, off for a good part of the show because no one told uh, no one who was supposed to tell them told them the time slots. What phone number do you use? O&A's number? O&A's or? number, yeah. Now, do you try to change it to the do's it line? <laughs> that we're not, we are not. Well, what, what is yet. Dave's thing of somebody taking his catchphrase? <laughs> Because this is what Dave was known for. Yeah, I don't think he's not happy about it. Because this comes out of nowhere. And you told me about it. I was right. like, what the fuck is this? Do it. Dave's been saying that for years, drunkenly screaming it at us. Yeah. Now, right. <laughs> but I guess he somehow, through a time capsule, stole this. <laughs> now, here's my idea for Dave. And I think it's going to work best for everyone. Okay. Dave should start to say, this is how we does it. Just totally switch it it's up. It's still not doing it correctly. <laughs> still sounds kind of crazy. It, it's wider. 
Like, you know me, this is how it does it. I guess. You mean to say it like that? Yeah. So that's how you does it. It does what it does what it does. Dave's in serious trouble here now, though. I mean, this fucking J.B. Smooth character. How'd you like the 7 o'clock time? Liked it. Here's my only problemo. Okay. Summer wind. You guys are going to be on at light. Yeah, it will be light. Summer. Well, the baseball baseball just starts around 7, 7, 10, so we'll have the baseball game starting. Well, you were on during the 49ers-Giants game this week, which was pretty awesome. Holy shit. Last week we had the Broncos. Well, this time they run. You were wait. You're on Saturday. They're on Saturday. Yeah, that was last oh, the the Saturday night one. Yeah, the big thing I had with Paterno was actually when when we went on it was when they announced Paterno's you know near death. How do you guys do that? Um, were you <laughs> able to do it properly? Well, we does it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we does it. Montel Jordan fucked up. Uh, I was texting with Dave. At the end, and I gave Zito congratulations. I gave Dave a congratulations, and he said, "This is the greatest night of my life, Ronnie B." Now, he has a tendency to say that when he's drinking, <laughs> but on the other hand, he also said, "I'm going to beat Zito's fucking face into a fine powder." Why would he say that? Because you like the other team. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But I, I thought we could just, you know, be fans. I don't think we need to, you know. Fight over it. What's fan short for? Fanatic. Yeah. So it's time to get fanatical about this. This well, is how he does it. I'm telling you, the Patriots are going to win that game, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. What are you willing to put up? I'm thinking about some stuff. Nut? I don't want Would you put up one of your nuts? I don't lose a testicle. <sighs> Nut operation. I, I guess. You already had an operation. You're used to it at this point. I will so get more time, time off from work. Let me check my nuts out. <laughs> you get a lot of time off. Let me check with Rob. Rob's looking into it right now with legal. If we can cut off a nut. You know what? Let's go in a whole different way and be originals and let's do right nut. Because I don't want to be one of those people who gives their left nut. Yeah, but I've always felt my left nut didn't work as hard as my right nut, so I think I'm going to need the right one. Why? What, what work are you getting out of your right nut? Well, I'm just assuming. I, it's my dominant side, so I'm assuming it... It makes more jizz and stuff, but I, how much more jizz do you want? I don't know. I just you like want a, less jizz. You don't have kids. It's true. Do you see yourself as Daddy Zito one day? I guess I think so. Yeah. Oh, weird. One, just like your parents. No, I was thinking like <laughs> multiple, but as, since I'm an only child, I find it hard to believe you could love your kids equally. Like so, everyone's like, "Oh, I love." It. I was like, "Really?" Because I feel like I'd have one, and then another, and I definitely would like one more than the other. Why I love you and Hicks just in different ways. Mm-hmm. Good. You shouldn't love him, though. I'm trying to love the new intern, but I don't know. Here was a very weird thing. you got to talk to Fred, who's senior intern. <laughs> okay. He let the new intern just stand there looking at oh. me, waiting for an introduction. He never gave it, so I had to say, I'm Ron, and for him to then want to give his hand over. Fred, that is a faux pas. Oh, Wall Street. Now, you've always been good about doing introductions. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Ron, check this guy But out. then I wondered, was Fred like, I don't want Ron to love somebody more than me? When I was an intern, I, I was always freaked out when new interns came in. I was like, I got to fucking be better than this guy. I, I, every what season, intern were you worried about was getting too much love? I think, I just, whenever any of them came in, I was like, all right. All the, I think the first, my, after my first semester when I got new, when new ones came in, it was Nico... 
And the Velvet Underground came in. I don't remember the Velvet Underground. <laughs> no one does. I do remember Nico very well. And I gave him, like, purposely too much love. Like, Nico would, like, write up these things. I'm like, we're having a meeting. Go ahead, take it, Nico. And he would have pages of stuff written about, and I would make everyone sit through. And, he, and then he would sometimes panic during his meetings. But this, we could smoke in the office oh over God, there. Smoked it was drank. like fucking Shangri-La, yeah. We had alcohol, we had food. It was a much less corporate information. So no one really cared about leaving. You know what I mean? Like here, you're like, I got to get out of here. Mm -hmm. Smoke up. Oh, man, it was great fucking being able to smoke in that fucking place. Um, God, it felt Did good. Velvet Underground get a lot of love? Or? Velvet Underground wasn't really on the air all that I much. don't remember him even being at the meetings. So were you a little intimidated by Nico? Or? I was. I was like, "What the fuck? What, why is this what? fucking guy? What's this guy coming in here doing? Jesus Christ! Why don't you make an agenda?" <laughs> That's all right. I outlast and I him. And Pitsy would get really frustrated. <laughs> I like it was one of those practical jokes that I didn't let one person in. Like, what do you think of what Pitsy's doing? And he would go on, and, and the only person that would take notes along would be Fez. Fez would be like, yes, I will work on that. Where all the other guys are like, I got fucking shit. I've got to cut. And he's forcing me through this. How long would these last? A couple hours. Oh, sometimes hours. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the beers and smokes. Yeah, yeah, we're having a good time. Shit, yeah. yeah. Let's keep it going. And when he would be at his most crazy is when I would back him up the, the most. Um, and once he cried. Once he fucking broke down crying during a meeting. Yeah, why was he crying? <sighs> I, it was during, I think it was a meeting for Dave's wedding, and Nico was sitting in with it, and Wiki was there. Oh, Wiki was mean to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. He cried? Yeah, he cried. He just sat there crying. Well, what <laughs> did Wiki say that was so mean to him? I think he shot down one of his... I think Nico spoke up out of, like, nowhere. And then yeah. Wiki was just, like, weirded out as to why the interns... Why is the intern talking? <laughs> not, not knowing the full amount that I would give his ideas. And, like, what... I don't know whether you know this about Dave's wedding, but Wiki put eighteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 into it. Later, to be screamed, like, why are we buying food for, you know, friends and family of his? Why are they getting fucking 18 hotel rooms? You know... <laughs> Why are we flying them out to fucking Vegas after? No, I didn't and w Wiki treated it like he was really a marriage guy on TV. You know what I mean? Like he cared about every detail. The color of this, the color of that, you know? And like, the problem is, he's talking to dudes. Like, I wouldn't know whether <laughs> something was good. If you told me... Hey, the bride's going to walk along the sparklers. I would take your fucking word for it. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know whether she should or shouldn't. I just don't know. Um, How could but you? then the fucking greatest thing was, so we're doing the wedding. We got all the um, hot chicks are part of the wedding. And uh, Solera is up there. And these are, you know, she looks great and everything's great and... You know, the family's there in tuxes and the girls and like me and Fez are doing play by play while the wedding's taking place and O and A are there. It's just really a great fucking day. Where you're really feeling like I think this wedding is gonna work. It's not just like a joke thing. And as Solera's out there, her son was like a toddler, he's gotta be like two years old. Nothing but fucking curly heads. 
curly hair. And he runs to his mom while she's up, and he picks her up and holds her during the wedding. And you get, ah, you know, this thing. And Wiki's like, who the hell's bastard child is that? He's destroying the wedding. Now, I come from a family where there's kids everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, kids climb around, and we love the kids, and kids are immediately considered, hey, we're all going to a bar. You kids want to come with us. You know what I mean? Like, I I didn't have the kind of thing where the kids didn't feel like they were part of the family, and I've never treated my kids or nieces and nephews like that. So to see somebody who thought a, a curly-headed cake eater running up on stage. He's ruining it. And, like, I'm not kidding you. Like, the veins, and, like, he meant it. Like, he had planned this, he thought, perfectly to be beautiful. And that, a, a, like, a little child had ruined it. And, like, Dave and Casey were thrilled that this kid ran yeah. out in the wedding. You know, they loved it. Because they're kid people, too. But only Wiki, who... I don't know, it was some kind of marriage planner. I mean, people get crazy when they fucking really want something. Yeah, and he was all over this fucking thing. He was up here constantly going over fucking details with <laughs> everyone. The other thing that was great, too, is I told Fez, I go, they're all wearing tuxes. Let's me and you dress down. So Fez, he comes in tank top, shorts, and fucking clogs, and I come in a suit. And I'm just like, sorry about Fez. <laughs> I don't know why you trust. What? As you began to tell that story, yeah. I knew exactly what right. was going to happen. Of course. So would the listeners. So would every other human being. And you would have known. Let's just play our bench. Why is Ron letting this fucking intern read off list of stuff that he just learned in college? Oh, Jesus Christ. They were fucking Crocs. It's good luck. It's comfortable, at least. No, he hasn't been around too much today. No. Fez, you want to speak up and just say something? Well, yeah, and they were fluorescent green Crocs as well. They re- everything really stood out, but including the hairy them. shoulders and the tank top. You did wear them, and the, you were always going to be wearing them. What's the difference if somebody else trashed it? Well, it wasn't wedding apparel. Yes, but it wouldn't have been even if I would have done it. I'm not going to take responsibility for the fact that you don't know what that is. Hey, send me uh, Fred in. UCB Fred fucking got a new intern all up his ass. Wall Street. I like the new intern better. Kind of like him, too. Jesus. Jesus, did Fred, did Fred gain like 400 pounds? It was loud coming around. Well, he just, he's eager to get in here. Um, Fred, why didn't you introduce me to the new intern today? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm really bad at, at social, um, like social <laughs> interactions. And, and why don't you why don't you try this right now? Introduce me to your friend Mark Zito. Um, hey, this is my friend, Mr. Mark Zito. And then you would also introduce him oh, to me. But here's Mark. the thing. Now you remember your first day, the way everybody despised you, right? And they made fun of you. I didn't know that at the time, but they I f- made fun of your crazy walk. Okay. <laughs> they made fun of your demeanor, how you ordered uh-huh. pizza, all that. Yeah. Now, and I didn't even get to meet you. They told me, and they actually said, "I'm going to keep. We're going to keep him away from you because <laughs> he's going to drive. This is the kind of kid that drives you nuts." Oh, why would you? Why would you think that? Because you were acting like the kind of kid that would drive him nuts. I'm going to tell you the truth. Even though Zietz was part of it, he wasn't the biggest pusher. 
there were two people with seniority above Zaitz. Hmm. Two people above Zito. Don't Rob guess. Cross. Yes. <laughs> we have a very large staff. It wasn't Hicks. And it wasn't Hicks. Okay. All right, anyway. So, you, out of all people... Now, do you not... Inter- are you worried about not being the apple of my eye? Well, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. I, I do love attention, and I do, you know... And you're gonna, I like- you're gonna have my full attention from now on. Thank you. Mayonnaise. Everybody else is going away this weekend, and I'm gonna squirt you with a hose while you do sit ups. <laughs> what movie? Or did you not even think it was a movie? Did you think Ron I wants to squirt me with a hose? I guess I'm gonna do fucking sit ups while he squirts me with a hose. That's homoerotic. But it was funny. Well, thanks for judging me. What do you think of the new intern? Does he have what it takes? Because I told... Uh, here's my idea. We're going to see if Fred can do something. I want him to name the new intern. I've been, I've been monitoring him very closely, seeing if I can kind of pick up on his personality, see mm-hmm. if there's any sort of quirks. He's really kind of reserved right now. He's not really showing that much. It's his first day, and we're throwing a lot at him. So That's good, then, you know? Um, because that's the kind of nickname that you give the guy, whatever they give up. So right away, it's reserved. Yeah. It's All reserved. Right? So who is a person who's like a famous person who's reserved? Um, I don't know. Um, somebody doesn't talk that much. I don't know. Why would, uh, he doesn't talk at all? Well, he talks, but you know. Why don't you call him the artist then? Seems to be a big hit right. movie. <laughs> the guy's not talking. He's the artist. What's his real name? His real name's Daniel. Daniel what? Daniel Perlman. Oh, God. That's the guy who got his head cut off. Yes. And <laughs> that I'm not giving him that fucking oh, name. Geez. Wow, I never even thought... I they said that when they said they told me his name yeah. I Sorry. was actually said the me? guy that was killed said the job talk I thought that guy's name was Daniel Perlman his name's Daniel Pearl Daniel Pearl but it was close enough I, I want you guys to judge somebody here is a young singer it's up on the IB wire uh, this apparently was on Idol last night which I didn't see uh, but this person got pushed through see if you would bet him. Contestant. I am a mom first. Because you gotta have a good backstory, like right? Off yeah. For like six years, probably. And, uh, and a musician. I've been singing for as long as I can remember. I was always in the school plays. I'm a huge ham. I always like to be on stage. <laughs> Seems like a nice enough girl. What? There's oh, Jim Carrey with Jim her. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she's John Jim. Man. She's well, Jim Carrey's kid. Father, I mean, he's not when you see this one picture at a certain age, <laughs> she looked just like him. Good. Look at the face there. <laughs> That's Jim Carrey's face. And trying to find themselves, it is difficult, kind of growing up in the shadow of something and trying to find your place in the world what? underneath this huge shadow. <laughs> difficult. It's the best segment ever. The last name definitely helps and hurts. I, I feel like there's kind of like this pressure to maybe. Be what? You, what? No, st- stop it for a second. What is your beef with this? <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's fucking last name's Jim Carrey. She has all the money in the world to do whatever she wants. Yeah, it literally has a fucking play box that she can do whatever she go in any fucking direction she wants. 
It's what? not going to hurt you. Yeah, why is she trying out for American Idol? She can just make a fucking album. Well, I'm sure he has... Go ahead. I think he has connections, obviously. <laughs> He's a here's very the thing. Man. He doesn't... And by the way, this is listed as saddest American Idol backstory ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> because the kid's been through a lot. No! I was sitting here waiting for something terrible. I'm like, oh my God, the, those kids in the car are going to die. Here's the deal. <laughs> Jim Carrey was raised broke dick in Canada, yeah. lived in a fucking tent. Yeah. He don't spend his money. I mean, he's well known as a guy who keeps his money on his fucking hip. She's been working as a waitress. Wow. <laughs> even though he loves her dearly, he thinks that she should be making her own way through life. Now, I got news for you. Uh, if I'm Jim Carrey, my kids would be taking a fucking shower in hundreds. There wouldn't even be any water coming out. They would be clean with fresh $100 bills. There you go. How's that feel? But I don't give a fuck. You like know I what I mean? I can understand not wanting your, your kid to grow up jaded and, like, you know, spoiled. But I don't think there's any reason she needs to go on American Idol. To, to be able right. to be found. Let's let her keep going and see how well she does. She's a very um, pretty young lady. Already as a kid. Mm. Uh, let's play a little more. Somewhere, I've run the risk of people saying, oh, you only got there because of this. So she Sometimes worries about that. Makes me worse because I'm too nervous. To and this is why Zietz got out of Rhode Island out of his dad's shadow. Yep. Too, just to um, make a... Because being his dad's daughter has been very, very hard on him. Father does know I'm here. Who's father? My dad's Jim Carrey. Oh! The great Jim Carrey. I remember you when you were little. Yeah. you remember me? I was one of the fly girls. All right, let's just put this on hold. Oh, shit. This is how weird it is to live in Hollywood. That somebody can say to you, do you remember me? I was one of the fly girls. No. No one remembered the fucking fly girls. Oh no God. one wants to see girls come out and dance in the middle of a fucking sketch show. Remember Fire Marshal Bill? That was one of your dad's characters. And I shaped my ass. <laughs> remember that neon spandex I was wearing that time? That was great. Do you remember me? Did you ever see the ONA? footage though when she walked past their thing no oh, yeah um I'm, I'm gonna have to put it up one day I'll, I'll put it up it is seriously fucking tremendous of the way men react to the ass of that woman all right let's go back to uh and what's jim carrey's daughter's name and let's just say whether if you were a judge you would have put her through or jane not. it's jane jane carrey Baby, oh my god. Jennifer that is Yo. fucked up when a baby comes, like you see a baby Yo, grow up. On, man. Like you haven't been around in a while. That baby's okay, just a big person. Let's sing, baby. <laughs> um, how about something to talk about? Yeah. Uh, I like oh. that song. Okay. Classic. Yeah. People are talking, talking about people. I hear them whisper. You don't believe it. They think we're lovers. Maybe they see it. Something we don't dial in. Let's give them something to talk about. Oh, I like you. I like the voice. I like the potential. Now, by the I way, like notice like Steven Tyler hasn't reacted because he has no idea who Jim Carrey is. <laughs> the only, the only way Steven Tyler knows who you are is if you play bass in Aerosmith. Other than that. <laughs> He's fucking completely confused. So everybody's talking about Jim Carrey, and you just see him sitting there and you think, ah. Uh, <laughs> Do I know that? Dance? Let's keep going. Need to. Now, think I, we, are, we already heard her sing. 
If you're on, if you're one of the judges, do you let her in? Um, is this to get inside the actual show? Yeah. No, I don't put her on the show. Fuck. D does she go to Hollywood? Fuck no. I know ten girls that can sing like this. She's no special. Yeah, you send her to Hollywood because she has a great story, and immediately people are going to resent her for her father being Jim Carrey. <laughs> um, well, it does make good TV because you certainly want if she makes the final twelve, and I think there's a chance that she won't make final twelve. But I put her through because it's a nice voice. She is a good singer. I think it's definitely good enough to pass that audition. But you know, mm. but you got to send her through anyway, just because of you know who she is. So, so you believe in the pedigree thing? I don't believe that her voice is any better. Like her voice is all right, but she's going to Hollywood or dog or home, as she calls it. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm sure they live in Canada. Mm. I can't believe this shit. Uh, no, I think she lives in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I definitely know she lives in Hollywood. Um, Waitressing at a Waffle House. Let's go over here to uh, Nick. Nick, you're on a fest. Maybe Denny's. Hi, how's it going? Yeah. Hi, Ed. What can we do for you, Nick? Well, no, I just uh, I listen to your show uh, almost every day when I can, and uh, just tuned in. You guys are talking about Jim Carrey, and... Uh, I live up in Bancroft, Ontario, which is cottage country just north of Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jim Carrey throws his money out the freaking window, I tell you that. He's got a huge mansion up here. Uh, he's got trucks and vehicles up here. Like oh, he I didn't say he didn't spend money on himself. <laughs> I mean, Canadian money, that's like $7. Uh, I think it's worth more than ours right now. We, we, we used to have, used to really be fun, and then we spent a trillion dollars on a war. Like, <laughs> so, look, it cost $12 to buy a magazine up there. You just said dollars, which I like. <laughs> um, I'll check the exchange rate. We're fucked. He's just trying to, you know, do like what Joan Crawford did. You know, not spoil the children. Uh, it It is a difficult thing, but I think you have to spoil your kids because you're the one who had them. You bring them into your world. Like this. Like, if I was... If I had a fruit stand, my kids would be hanging out at a fruit stand. If I was in the circus, my kids would be traveling in the circus. If I was a billionaire, my kids would be fucking billionaires. There's not a lot you could do about it. Make it fucking rain. You know, but if, yeah. If you're the type of guy like... <clears throat> We're fucking deep sea fishermen. You expect your boys on the fucking boat. You expect your fucking daughters to help tie that shit up. Cup some paint. Yeah. And fucking <laughs> help out where they can. So you you never ask to be born into a family. Fuck no. Yeah, if you, if you try to like, discipline your kids too early, you're basically just having kids just to fuck with them, which is kind of messed now, up. Now, what you don't want is for them to treat people poorly or to look down on people. So you do have to treat them like... You know what? We're all lucky we were born, you know, that we've got this money. Well, we're lucky that someone, even if you earn the money, you got to feel even lucky. Like, hey, we're lucky that my fucking one talent in the world is look good on. Because let me tell you, there comes times where, you know, and if it's fucking like Road Warriors, you don't need a funny person there. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, the funny person ain't getting a lot of fucking money. No. Um, you're not getting any gasoline. Alan, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, Jim Carrey did spend a little bit of money on her. He bankrolled a music video and posted it on the, the mess of a website that he built and spent all his money on. Why do you think it's a mess? We loved it when it's we awesome. saw it. Oh, no, I, I love it. It's just impossible to navigate through. Yeah, but I, 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 that's one of the things I like about it. It's like Willy Wonka, the website. We put this up on the Filtered Excellence um, a few weeks ago because we thought it was so bizarrely cool. I have no oh, yeah. idea where to go for this music video. Now, I do yeah, with the top the hat. Problem. That's what I was saying. Is I, that's the only problem with it. Is, uh, it's on there. You just got to find it. Yeah, I don't think it's the type of website that you go looking for stuff. I think it's the kind of website you go to for fun. You explore it. It's just You can click on anything on that damn No, thing. we just put something new up on the IB Wire. And this is going to shock you. Joe Paterno, uh, his funeral is going to be protested by a group that calls itself the Westboro Baptists. Now, for no. some reason, they have decided that he's going to hell and is not going. Uh, and I'm sure the Nittany Lions fans will show up and yell shit at them. Like, fuck you! He's got more wins than you'll ever get, dick brain! I like how many stupid people try to feel smart with them. And then yell at other stuff like, Jesus is about love, you fucking dick. That's what, it's all the rage I didn't know. You go there with your own signs protesting right. there. Or, yeah, I blew him yeah, and you stand yeah. next to him. We're all having gay sex yeah. with each other. Yeah, <laughs> This all... guy ate my asshole. You put that sign up. And, yes, it was funny four years ago. God hates signs. No, that's always good. Yeah. Um. I had one that just said, fags hate God, and no one said, no, I don't want you to put that up. It's not even helping. Uh, so I I think it's almost a badge of honor now to have these guys show up. Yeah. Now, by the way, before you start screaming with your dad about these people, they keep them like a mile away. No one from the fucking funeral knows anything about it. The only people that go out to see them are... The media. The media will show up. That was another side to this story. Looks like now, here, th this goes back to the Jim Carrey thing. These kids that were born in this family, this is now their religion, and they share in it. They didn't make this decision. You know what I mean? This kind of got thrown to them. Uh, although, whatever you think about the religion, great musical family. Go over back to the IB Wire and... We've got a video up there of the whole, as they call it, the whole fam damnly uh, singing a little bit. There he is, giving him the finger. They have to put up with it. Jesus is a Jew. This is them talking about... Now, you can say they came out against the Jews one day, because, of course, the Jews killed Christ. Mm -hmm. People are yelling at them for it. So they put together a musical number. Let's keep going. Look at the kids singing this, loving it. Probably think their mom wrote it. 
and never leave him. Hey, Jews, your hearts grew fast. You forgot God and killed his prophets. Jews. He drew you back to him time and again. But you love sin and play the harlot. Then you whined about your pain, would not refrain, refuse to repent and mourn for your Stop it for a second. We'll pick it back up. And we'll open this up and do some talk radio here. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. The question is, do you think these kids are abused by being born into this family? Being taught this kind of hate. Do you see this as a form of abuse? I want the gang to think about it. And uh, we'll play a little more music while you give us a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Or you can put it up on the iBang, on the iBang.com. Go ahead. When Jesus came, you were so cruel, called him a fool. You spat in his face and crucified him. Hey Jews, don't hate your God Fag and die, rabbis teach rebellion You lie about the Holocaust days The fruit of your womb, their little hellions to hear the ones that are like two singing along. <laughs> They're the ones that make me laugh the most. Uh, we'll open up phone lines, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Fred, you first. Are these kids abused by being raised in this nutty family? Yeah, these kids are fucked up. So do you think that the state has a right to go in and grab them? I don't think the state has... I don't think they do have a right. Mm. Like, I think... Even though that you think this is abuse... I mean, it's it's not physical abuse. I, no, it's they, not physical abuse they, at all. The state can't come in if you if you're mentally abusing your kids, can they? Sure, they can. Yeah, they can. Yeah, like if your parents just keep calling you like an idiot all the time. Sure, they can take you away. I didn't know that. Watch the Bieber video that fucking made Zito cry so bad. <laughs> By the way, I've shown that to every girl, and they're all like, "Oh my god, <laughs> who came up with that?" And I said, "I found it." <laughs> um, let's keep playing. Upon your children. I can have the lyrics, you can follow along. You naughty pigs, your God hates you. Hate Jews, it's true. The nations are poised for your destruction. Ha 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 ha. Jews, you killed the king. Now, some people might be offended that my guys are singing along, but it's still a great song. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't like the lyrics, 
It's a fucking great song. Hicks, are these kids abuse? Uh, no, they're not abuse. They're, they're just learning what their parents want to teach them in this free country of America. All right, I get it. But what if you were teaching your kids that, I don't know, uh, white people are the only ones who can do arithmetic and you'll have to defend yourself against this and that and be able to kill. I mean, it's really fucking strange. It's and so, and I agree that if you did this, anybody who started teaching mythology to their children, uh, any of the religious stuff yeah. would come off as crazy. <laughs> so you need to to fucking flush these kids down the toilet to protect your own kids from the state. Zeitz, where are you on it? Uh, it pains me, but I have to agree with uh, with Pepper Hicks what? because it's just just because you don't as kind of like as you said, just because you don't agree with it, that doesn't necessarily make it. Wrong? Like, personally, I think they're wrong, okay? But this is like if you, you if you wanted to teach your kids to just hate everyone and not be nice people, that's fucked up. But it's not abuse. It's just against the norm of what everyone thinks. Play a little more rock. The fame will soon begin. Your doom is coming. Hey, Jews. You stole that land. You disobeyed God. Just a baby. You thought you could take it back by force. You won't repent, of course. You're violent rebels. The little kid can't keep Stay up till he's always a beat behind. The time is short. All the details we now are summing up. He kept you, a few of you, to be safe. Now look to the skies, the Lord is coming, 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 How's it going? I was just calling to say uh, that I do think that this is abuse. I mean, society's not cool with people fucking kids in the butt, but that this family is fucking these kids' minds up before they even have a grasp on what reality is. No, I agree a hundred percent. But how do I don't know what you're saying? Oh, uh, how do you? Uh, not say that about other religions. You know what I mean? Like telling well, I a little. Think all religions are fucked up. Yeah. So I mean, I remember being a, like a little kid and being told the you're going to burn or whatever, and being like, "What the fuck? What burn?" <laughs> That's and right. then and then I'm like, "I'll die." Well, no, you can't die. And hell, so I'm like, I'm like the burning goes on. Yeah. 
Never stops. And this is all for eating meat on a fucking Friday. This is because I like a hot dog. Sounds harsh. Um, That's a shrimp. And yeah, I'm all for Pancake Friday. Guess what? Can I have a little bag of wood? <laughs> this video looks like we are the world. They're all arm in arm. Yeah, they 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 know so much about pop culture that they um they parody everything. Now the fact that they're going to be doing the paternal thing goes to show that this time some people are going to be on their side, going, "Yeah, paternal is in hell." Yeah, let's go. Let's show reporting the that. Um, here's Tyler. Tyler, you're a manifest. Hey, what's up, Ronnie B? Hey, as a Jew myself, I find this most offensive to Paul McCartney. Well, it doesn't take away no, it's an homage. The great <laughs> melody, uh, and it's still. And I've said this before, and people get mad at me. It still might be the greatest song in the whole world. I watched the video for it over the weekend, randomly, and it was really is the shit. I can't it's remember It's just I was fucking watching. amazing. I was like, shit, is that the one great. where the Stones and all were sitting yeah, around? around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like holy shit. This this is a fucking amazing moment. Yeah, it really was. Song. I, I've seen that before too. Um, Nathan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B. Whenever the parents are teaching their children the truth and singing a little song, it helps them to remember. I don't see how this is abusive. Taking in the ass, jacking your kid off, that's a little bit abusive. But a singing bit. a song about Jews, and that they are the Christ killer. So, you know, I got a friend who's a Jew. I call him CK all the time. It's the truth. I don't see why people he, are getting so offended. He, it, this is just the worst person in the world trying to get shocking. <laughs> he, he never did it, though. He and, had, jo and jocking. Who never did it? His friend, he's calling him Christ Killer like he had something to do with it. It happened 2,000 years ago. Well, a little more than that, but okay. You know what I mean? If we're going to go exactly, like if you had a time machine, you would have missed it by going back 2,000. I'm here to save Christ. Well, too bad for you. Fuck! Oh, I only had one use on this. I can't even yes. get back. I guess we'll right, play the well, stock anyway, market. Let me just stay with you guys. It's hot here. You don't have air conditioning? No. Well, I have an um, idea. Rick, you're in Manifest. Hey, I live down in Louisiana with a bunch of evangelicals. They're still battling over Jerry Lewis. They don't know who the Beatles are. How did his family know these songs and that well that they could, uh, they didn't even shoehorn the words. I will tell you this, Rick, since you live in uh, Louisiana, if Jerry Lee Lewis is going to hell, he's going there playing his piano. Fuck yeah. Um, Balls of fire. Eric, you're in Manifest. Yeah, hey, I heard that song. What a way to ruin a great Beatles song. I mean, I'm Jewish, and that song just ticked me off big time. So every time you hear, uh, hey, Jude, uh, you're going to be thinking about repropate Jews. <laughs> uh, not this one, the 68 fucking Paul McCartney's the battles. A bunch of people around. Uh, should, they, should the state take their kids? Eric? Yeah. Would you would you think it would be right for the state to take the kids that these kids are abuse? I, I you know what people think what they want to think. I mean, I'm not fond of of anti-Semitism. I mean, due to the fact that I am Jewish, but the fact being is, people are going to teach their kids whatever they want. You know, they're going to teach them like like the two with the you know the Nazis or uh, neo Nazis. You know, they're going to teach kids the hatred. Of any sort, you know, and some families don't. You know, some families teach their kids to love everybody, you know, in a way, not love, love, but, you know. Oh, that's yes, actually, okay. Um, but everybody's equal, every, you know, and, but then there are people out there that teach their kids 
well, we're, you know, we're the white people. We're, you know, we started this world and so on and so forth. Yeah, I mean, at some point, there's always something comes up. Let's face it, even if you're a bad mood and you yell at the fucking kids, you know, it's probably mentally abusive. We've all been screamed at by something we didn't mean or smacked by something we didn't mean. But guess what? If you become a parent, you're going to do the same thing. Or else you're going to be that pussy dad who just wants to be the friend, too. And that's kind of abuse. That's I hate that shit. You can bank on me, God forbid, ever have a kid. I'll just be a train wreck. I hate the, the guilt fucking parents that are like, you're not really going to go out. We always just do this. Oh, oh, that's the worst. That's so much. Oh, that's the fucking most terrible what? shit. Is that something that hits you a little it, close it, to the bone? No, no. It, it, it doesn't happen that much, but they're definitely... Actually, I don't even know if it ever happens as much as I think it's happening and just kind of implant right. it in my own mind because I feel bad. I'm just like, oh, you gonna... Okay, I'm gonna go... Are you sure you're okay with me going? My mom will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, she really won't care and I'll somehow build it up in my Passive mind. Passive aggressive. Well, you know, I, I've talked about this before, but I really do think, like, the only time you ever really second-guess yourself is as a son or a father. You're just like, I could have done that one better. I could have oh, fucking God, yeah. been better at that. And I don't care who you are. You could have done it better. Um, let's go over, uh, Kyle, you're on my fez. Hello? Yeah, what do you got? Righty, I need that song on iTunes. How do I download it? Let's see, it's just terrible. You can go over to the iBang, the IBWire's got it. Scott, you're on the run of fez show. Yeah, these guys are like, definitely, there's only difference between these kids and Islamic kids is they're not blowing things up. It. And there's the definitely charts. some true, but you can say that about any kids. <laughs> uh, Jarrett, you're on manifest. Hello? Yeah. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, what happened to those uh, kids? I think it was in Pennsylvania. They were named Adolf. They came and took those kids away. It's a very fucking good point. Here's a big difference. Uh, all these Westboro Baptist churches guys are lawyers. <laughs> and from what I understand, they know the law. They take advantage of everything they can in the law. And by the way, somebody, and I don't know who, bankrolls these people. Because they fly all over the fucking place. Yeah, they are all over the fucking country constantly. And they don't seem to have any kind of income that I can say. They have a compound, right? But they took one of their beefs to the Supreme Court and won. Fuck. Um, That's some serious shit. If you beat, if you go yeah, I guess there. it would be considered a compound. They're all together, but they're not like they're going to be able to live in regular neighborhoods. <laughs> With those, you know what I mean? With that crazy shit. Uh, Ryan in Delaware. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I was a freshman at Virginia Tech when uh, all the shootings happened, and uh, the Westboro Baptist Church came there. You know, a ton of students came out, and the kids of the family were just looking confused and scared. I mean, it seems like they're brainwashed because every time someone would yell something at them, they'd look to their parents like, what do I do? You know, they're just confused. They don't know why they're doing this. Well, why would they know why they're doing? First of all, what makes if I went with them, and I would be like confused. Like I'd be saying, "Why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this?" Is a damn good fucking question. <laughs> why are we going to Joe Paterno's fucking neighborhood and saying that he's rotting in hell? Because that's what we need people to believe. People so. need to know. We have to get the word out there. But do you take those kids away now? Big Fez Watley, I'm sure you got an opinion on this one. Yes, I, I think they're totally abused. And would you take them away? Yeah, I would remove the little ones, yes. Would you... Uh, of course, you're not going to remove the adults. Would you remove children that have been spanked? Um, 
Uh, yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Would you remove children that get screamed at by their parents? Yeah, if it's uh, if it's more than an isolated incident, absolutely. How many times would you scream at your kids before you were removed? I would say a good pattern is probably like five, six times. Oh, right, Jesus so. Christ. <laughs> oh, God. I would have been removed. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody would be living in boarding schools. <laughs> my mom broke a wooden spoon over my ass once. Oh, wow. <laughs> See, Fez has these memories as if, you know, his were isolated. And he's tried to tell us, like, once my mom did this. And we all went, yeah, that happens yeah. when you're a kid. Um... I still think I was spanked as a child, but according to my parents, it only happened like three times. But I feel like I got spanked. Well, it doesn't take that many times to be the thing that sticks in your head. And that's the thing about it. That's, w that's what would work, is that you remember it as something that could happen again. I don't even understand why that's so terrifying for a kid. Because, like, how do, as a parent, how do you know how hard to hit? Like, I feel like I would either do it way too soft well, you or... Just keep it going i guess up until you get it i never fucking had to spank my kids but and that's because i can you know take the fucking i can drop the fucking voice a little bit and everybody scatters mm -hmm. that's all you got to really do if you can pull it off but if they don't trust you which happens to women all the time that they stop believing that you'll do anything. You've got to keep the fucking threat there. Like you do with anyone in life. Like, no matter who you're dealing with, like, they can think, oh, this guy might break my nose. He's kind of fucking crazy. Let's just make the business deal. Let's not really fuck him over. Put that merger through. Uh, here's Adam in Kansas. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I grew up around uh, Westboro Baptist Church. That compound you speak of is actually in the uh, middle of the city. It's a giant, like two-block thing where they're all, the church is in there, it's walled, but it's actually right in the middle of the city. Um, what city? Topeka, Kansas. Now, what? where do they get their money from, Adam? They're all lawyers, so that's why they, they can take things to the courts, because every single one of the, like the, the well, Fred Phelps was a lawyer, but he's disbarred, but the, the, he's had like 12 kids, three or four of the kids have gone away from the church. There's one guy out in California, and a couple of the other ones have nothing to do with it. Um, and then the other ones that are in the church, the majority of them are lawyers. Now, but do a lot of people there in Kansas feel good with one of these people taking their case? Uh, no, no, but they're so... If they're, they're Literally, they will not leave you alone. If anything, they've actually done pretty good for gay rights in Topeka, because everyone hates Fred Phelps so much. I mean, it's anyone, any cause they say, anyone will take the absolute opposite. But they're so powerful legally that you can't, you can't do anything to them. They'll tie you up in court forever. Um, I, uh, I find it kind of fascinating. I really do. It's, did you ever read Choke? Did you guys read oh, Choke? Hell yeah. About yeah. the death fucking thing cult? Yeah. I always thought that 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 was going to be like them, like a cult that we all know so well that at a certain point, and for me personally, I find them fun. You know, I've had them on the show a lot of times. They won't do our show anymore, right? They're mad at us. Oh uh, well, the, all the numbers that between me and Earl had for the direct contact with them is is they're all cut off, and yeah. now we have to go through like a, some like a fucking publicity person for them. Um, so they never want to be friends anymore. Like yeah, not only used to, we used to be able to just call them at their house, and I used to just let her ramble instead of fighting with her. And I just find it fucking hysterical. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. It's Shirley Phelps Roper's phone number in my fucking phone. It's how fucking weird <laughs> is that shit? Um, Drunk dial. The weird thing is, like, when they're younger, they're kind of hot, but then they all 
end up looking like her yeah. by the end of it. Like, you got to be careful marrying into that family um, because your pussy's going to turn into Shirley Fart. Uh, Roper. Oh, but you they, don't want to surely felt Roper pussy one day. But that guy said that three of those kids got out of the family. Like I don't know if you can just take those kids away. Like I think it's abuse, but I don't know if you can take them away because th eventually they will be able to make the decision for themselves, right? Right, but not all of them do. No, I mean but, this is obviously brainwashing, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Now the fact of the matter is, we do brainwash our kids. We do. There's shit that you can't. You can say. I'm no longer a Catholic, and you'll be fucking weirded out by stuff. You'll be like, I don't trust my government, and then you'll find yourself being feeling patriotic. And we get the kids with patriotism and religion at a very early age. And we do it because it's good for all of us. It's good for the state. Dave, you're on running Fez. Hey, yeah, uh, I live down the street from these guys, and, and what you got to watch for when they're out protesting is they've got people on the corners with cameras. You don't see them all the time, but they're they're watching you. And uh, you mess with them, and, and they're going to sue you, and they're going to get your money. Uh, that's that's part of how they they bring their cash in. Is uh, you know they're just they'll stand there. I, I hear that, but I've hour. never heard of a case that they've put against anyone. You would think that that would get to be pretty famous. Um, yeah, yeah, you'd think. But, let's uh, go over here to Dan and George. Go ahead, Dan. Hey, Ron. I think you're absolutely right. If this is abuse, then all of us have been abused as children. I think it was one of the greatest parts of growing up, the time that I figured out my father was full of shit on a lot of different things he'd been brainwashing us on. I mean, I think that's that moment in life where you're like, I'm my own person now. There is, uh, thanks. Um, the really fucking strange thing, and when you're raised, you know, I can only speak about being raised Catholic and not fucking Protestant, I'm sure. Protestant boys start to come out. But to a certain point where you and your friends start going, you know, they've been telling us for a long time, and it does seem a little crazy. And you start laughing about it. And I'll never forget hearing the George Carlin Class Clown album when he was started talking about the Catholic stuff and being at an age that I'm just like, holy shit, finally someone's fucking saying, you know, this stuff. There's a fucking adult who gets that the shit is so crazy that they're That's laying awesome. out there. This is just nuts. Dave, someone actually realized it's not just us. Yeah, right. It's fucking because you're like, you, you know, at a certain point, like you'll be in church and like, huh? And then you look over at your mom. And your mom's like, oh, you know, she's not gonna fucking give it up. But then your dad doesn't really go, and yeah, he's, he's like. No, you guys going like, but isn't that a mortal <laughs> sin? They said you're going to, no, no, I'm fine. I'm making pancakes. When you guys get home, we have huge pancakes. Oh, okay. Nice. I, used, I see at church I get hungry for pancakes because that's all my dad would make is pancakes the size of the fucking table. Mm. And then we'd go like this. Can you believe how big this pancake is? <laughs> Your mother will never be able to make a pancake this big. And I'd be like, you're an unbelievable pancake maker. Gigantic. Um... Let's go over here to Sean. Sean, you're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. It was interesting to hear how Fez thinks you shouldn't parent a child, but I was wondering on how he suggests you discipline a kid. I'm sure he's going to say yellow. Fez, how would you discipline a child? I would teach him. I would talk to him. I would take things away that he enjoys. Oh. What would you take away? Like uh, an Xbox or something. 
video games. Think that a kid is before you first have to start discipline. <laughs> I put him in his room. This comes. This started fourteen. I wouldn't beat him. But yes, we understand what you wouldn't do. What would you do? I said I would give him timeouts. I would put him in his room. I would take away privileges. Yeah. And what is as you're doing that? He's pulling your hair and scratching your eyeballs. Mm. Yeah, I was in a fucking restaurant, and we're all having fucking breakfast, right? And this fucking kid, he wouldn't eat his food, and they're, they try to give him some oatmeal. He's pouring it on the fucking table. Oh, Jesus. He's thrown out, and this is what they're doing. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Carl. 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 And I'm not even fucking kidding you. Oh. This is going up for like 40 minutes, and finally I'm like this. Hey, Carl, I'm serious, dude. You either eat that... Or you go out and sit in the car. I don't want to hear your name again. And the parents are all like, uh... What just happened? Yeah, ju what just fucking happened? But they know, and like everybody's in the fucking restaurant, like, yeah. Finally. Fuck yeah. And I'm like, I will fuck up that whole family. <laughs> I will beat that fucking family to death if I hear Carl again. And they, they had no fucking power. And I kid you not, the kid is like two. The man... Was a late in life daddy. He was like, fuck, you know what I mean? He <laughs> <laughs> was some skinny, fucking bald dude in his 50s oh, Jesus. who was just like, you shouldn't have had fucking kids, dude. Oh. In the same way, you wouldn't bring a dog into a restaurant and let him fucking run all over the place. Spot. Spot. And I'll, I'll treat any fucking kid like a person. I don't think I'm fucking better than a kid. But I shouldn't have to hear a fucking boy's name. Over and over. Sounds like a nightmare. Because he wouldn't fucking eat. And guess what? I get where they're coming from. This asshole kid's got to fucking eat something. That all kinds of shit lined up for him. Well, you're a hero now. Now, I wonder under the whole your kids get taken away with the six yells. I wonder if that would count towards their yells or your yells, where you wouldn't be allowed to yell at your own parents. I'll own fucking kids. throw my kids out the fucking window. They give me a shit that I see some of these fucking kids giving. There's no sense in it. You got a nice fucking house here. You know what it's like sleeping outside? You're gonna fucking find out. You know what? You always try and run away when you're a kid. It's just shitty and you're not good at it. Fuck yeah. this, I hate it here. No, I was pretty good at it. I went down the street I never with, know, yeah, you didn't with know my blanket and my bike. What I had you? absolutely no plan. I went to Lauderdale. <laughs> and that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> oh. I'm in South Brooklyn with a bottle of vodka. How old were you? But seriously, like... On, could you give your parents shit? I, I, my my parents had no fucking time for it. I wouldn't give shit to my mom. And the one time I really got into it, with my dad, I was even older. I never yeah. would have. It, it, he, I backed down real quick when he fucked. Because even though he was crazy, fuck old yeah. fuck. You back the fuck down because he's got man strength, and at most, even when you got seventeen year old strength, yeah. you ain't ready for man strength. No, I was like, ah, nah, I'm getting out of here. I don't want any part of that shit. Don't <laughs> just fucking lean it on you. Yeah, I don't. I, and plus, what do you get out of it? You beat up your dad. Now I understand if a guy's a fucking dick, but if a guy's going out of his way to make a fucking nice life for you, you know, I mean, the shit that you guys—well, I won't say fucking hicks. But I'm going to guess you two guys. The shit that you took, you probably deserved. Mm -hmm. yes. And oh, yeah. that, that's it. That's the end of it. Yeah. doesn't even need to be discussed. I mean, I was fucking lazy. I was a fucking jerk off. And I would, you know, my parents came, my dad came home and was like, hey, if there was a party here, I'm like, I don't know anything about it. I mean, 
I don't know why it smells like cigarettes in here and fucking stale beer. I'm as confused as you. I was always back-talking and sass-mouthing, and even though... Sass-mouthing? Sass-mouthing. And they still... I, I don't know. I, I still never learned even though they hit me sometimes. I would still do it, so well, I don't know what you can tell a kid. Here's the other fucking thing, too. is like when a kid hits... 13 or 14 and their voice starts to drop the fucking father's ears go back right away and he goes what you know because you're like like before like you're like dude take out the trash i'm gonna do it suddenly now it's like a man <laughs> has just yelled you know what i mean Not like child. another fucking man just gave you some shit not a kid and you're just like you immediately go from you know hey you'll be on a punishment to what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, you're in Let's fucking go, shit fuck. with another man. <laughs> you're like, Let's fuck this. Do. I ain't living like this. I'm not living with another man giving me shit. Fuck, that's weird. Um, here is uh, Scott. Scott, you're on Fez. Hey, I've got a comment on, on Fezzy's disciplinary ways. We took in a 13-year-old and... Um, I mean, it's a tragic story, but we took him into the house, and I've tried to reason with him. We'll send him to his room. We'll take away the Xbox, the 3DS, all the electronics gear, and he's happy as shit to sit in his room and draw. He'll do that for five days. It doesn't do any good with him. He'll just glaze over. You are well, intern's what's parents. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the kid drawing? Well, I mean, I want a little remorse, you know, when the kid acts up. I want him to go in there and, and think about... You yeah, know, don't make it about wrong. you. Make it about him. I mean, seriously, you can't break the guy. He's not Papillon. Um, <laughs> well, I hate when people act like, here's what I want to... Everyone's fucking happiness seems to be based on other people changing their fucking mentality. I was talking to this fucking friend of mine who's a woman, and they're like, uh, saying about the girl comedian thing that a fucking person a comedian should not be known as a male comedian or a fucking female comedian just a comedian it doesn't matter i'm like yeah but we have black comedians we have puerto rican comedians you have a fat comedian you know you're going to get called names you're going to get called a woman or a man in this world just start and carry carry yourself better but i noticed that so many people in the world can't seem to be happy until the world changes. You know what I mean? Like, um, Matthew, you're in run of Fez. Hello? Yeah. Hey, um, I have a question. So, if, if you're gay, do you think you're going to hell? Well, first of all, it's going to take a religious thing to do that. So, I don't want to, you know, uh, I would have said I was agnostic by the fact is I'm not sure what happens when you die, whether you just vanish into nothing, uh, whether there's an afterlife. You can't prove or disprove what happens when you're done this plane of existence. For me, personally, I think that's fine. That seems like you, the choice between being something or nothing, I'll, I would take something. Hell yeah. Um... Now, having said that, why is there something at all? That seems so much strange. Why is there a single molecule in nothingness? The, the single molecule seems like as much as a miracle to me as the heavens. So that's fucking weird. Um, but having said that, 
if we're going to talk about the God of the Old Testament and New Testament. If I was that God, I don't want men down there sucking each other's dicks and pounding each other in the ass. What? I'll burn them up for it. Yeah. That's crazy. Pussy only. That's what I fucking made all this for? Uh, a bunch of guys in a circle jerk? A fucking daisy chain? Just guzzling cum? A bunch of brown dicks just fucking oh, yeah. spending their day ass fucking? And there's shit shooting out everywhere. So in that way, I'm sure I agree with the Westboro Baptist Church. But that's even saying there is a God. I mean, if you are gay, roll the dice. Maybe I there's nothing. So you have a fucking life of, of sitting in puddles of cum. And piss and blood and yeah, shit. Like backstroking in it. Just But and then see the thing is and I always think this is a defense. If the God of the Old Testament is true and you die and you really and uh, in front of Saint Peter, it seems like a, a reasonable defense would be Dude, you honestly couldn't expect me to believe those people <laughs> yeah. and that crazy writing in the book. I mean, if you were seriously, if you would have pulled the fucking clouds back, stuck your face in now, and I could have seen you, just a giant face the size of America going, <laughs> you heard me. You know what I mean? Treat me Be better. like a person. Yeah. Don't leave me crazy clues behind with assholes who believed in it. They haven't had any updates to the book in, you know, a long time. And if I was gay, I would say to God, I ain't sucking dick here. Now I know. It was just on Earth, I swear. Come on. I just wanted to taste it. <laughs> There's also... Oh, that's new. That's new. That's, that shouldn't even come up. I was really waiting for him just to jump up and do his gimmick of being on the other side. I mean, obviously I was baiting to pull him in the show. Dying. Dying to have him as part of the show. Oh, I thought you believed that stuff. Hmm. Whatever. I mean, no. the point is, there's no real difference either way, is there? There's no fucking difference. There's none. It's not so much... Uh, I can't imagine that you get to heaven looking for fucking miracles and this thing and going, why, I would actually say, why would I give them to anyone who didn't appreciate what I did with Earth? You motherfuckers didn't even appreciate the bees. You didn't appreciate flowers. I heard a couple of you that said the fucking Niagara Falls was dog shit. There's a lot of you people that it's run loud. out of the rain instead of standing in it, feeling fantastic. Some of you guys stopped sledding. I fucking... I filled the entire East Coast with snow, and you stayed inside and said it sucked? No, you sucked, dude. And then just You're start the one sucking sucks. dick. It's cold, though. Top of it. Don't you whine to me. I could fucking take my giant thumb and forefinger uh. and squash your head out of existence. Um, Think he'd be a giant? Belmore, you're a manifest. What, would he be tiny? I don't know. I figured oh, like he'd be fucking size. huge. He'd be dominant. You're thinking of Jiminy Cricket. No, I just said people size. Like no, not. he's bigger than us. Uh, Billy, you're a manifest. Ronnie, how are you? Good afternoon. Question for you. I, I thought that I'd been listening the entire show, and I have to tell you, the show, as much as I love it, it's becoming like a T-ball game where you're the coach, you just prop the ball up on the tee and wait for your partner to hit it. Has Fez not said anything as yet today? He I mean, said, like I said he's I had two lines to today, show. and I said I actually set the tee up for him a couple of minutes ago, and um, obviously we're going to work on it. Um, 
Uh, but see, the thing is, then when he does have a show where he's involved, people call him with that too. Oh. Um, we do got a break here. Uh, when we get back, Katy Perry unfollows Russell Burns. No! Oh my what? God! Come on. She has unfollowed Russell Brand. Can't just drop something on that on Twitter like that How? on me. How's she gonna get? Uh, we'll be right back. Run Fest show. I know what you mean. Ron Bennington, Fez Wally, the Ron and Fez show continues next. The Ron and Fez show continues next. The Ron and Fez. Show. Fez show. Now, on last Friday's show, uh, Mafia Life Chris came in, and you guys are going to start your own crime families. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Hicks crime family is, well, there's four different crime families that go on right now, and this all gets played on Facebook. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. Um, Hicks and Zito wanted to try to draw people to them. The Hicks crimes family has 86 players, and the Zito crime family only has uh, 51. Uh, you right. are tied for second with G-Fella, uh, but you are beating the Bullet crime family. By the way, that one be should be called the crime family with a lot, without a lot of imagination. <laughs> and then the Frotto crime family. Because I got a baller-ass squad fucking run the streets right now. Um, We're all about that money. Join the Zito crime family. Okay, the gay know. prostitute gang. Facebook.com slash Mafia Life Game. Are you really doing gay prostitute ring? Look, I, I'm going to do anything that will make my family rich. We're not actually going Even to be... Even if you got a blow, guys. Uh, no. Like you yourself and you and your underbosses and your lieutenants are just no, no, sucking no. dick. No, no, no. I, I can I can say Bouncing a couple, on. couple things are going to happen by the Zito family. We're going to put a serious hit out on the Hicks family. Probably first thing. Good I would luck. love that. Good luck. And I would then, love it. Seriously, get luck. the Hicks. And then fucking luck. we'll make money by any means necessary. Do you got any other cool people in your family, Hicks? Anybody we know? There's all sorts of people in the fucking. You haven't looked yet. Have you? Have you? I've been mean, monitoring. I'm monitoring numbers. I don't all think right. you can look. I, I. Oh well, you haven't even heard from any friends who you got. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. tried to recruit people, but <laughs> nobody wants to play. <laughs> no, it's not, I don't know. <laughs> well, this is another. Here's the thing I worry about. If you don't take the lead, I worry the Pats are going to lose this. Uh, Newt Gingrich, what? gigantic. Yeah, you can jinx people. And uh, I told uh, Z-Man, put your hair on the line again like you did four years ago, oh, yeah. or else you're going to jinx the Giants. You have to do exactly what you did before to make yeah. it happen again. Everything's got to be done the same way. Mm -hmm. He's not doing it. Um, the Pats can't lose this game. I mean, this uh, they is... Can't. I was wearing mismatching socks yesterday. They already set aside, and I plan on wearing them in two weeks. Mm. By mismatching, were they nylons, women's nylons? No. They were... There's runs in them. 
Get new ones. <laughs> I'm um, going to put a hit on you. Do you see the thing on the IB wire? The kid in the Porsche, she annoys the shit out of me. And then the uh, weird thing of the bluegrass uh, guitar player who made a blue jay fall out of the sky. There's a lot of weird shit on the IB wire today. Well, I love bluegrass. Uh, never expected to see Newt Gingrich win like that. Never did I think, and I was on ONA talking about this. Uh, ONA are now in the Newt's, you know, on Team Newt because they like his attitude of fucking around with chicks a little bit and fucking laying it out there. Uh, I thought that they were going to lose a lot of church people. They apparently did not. I think you. I think church people would rather you had sex with a lot of different women than become a Mormon. Yeah, he got over half of the evangelical vote. Like, uh, the evangelicals love him. Well, the thing is... In South Carolina. A Mormon, you know how like, you were brought to believe in God? Yeah. Um, they believe that smoke inside of a bubble. That That's what God is. That you blow a bubble, but you blow it with, fucking, with a cigarette. Like you'll see a magician do that. I don't know if... That's even a religion. That sounds like a crazy yeah, problem. It is. It's Mormonism. Uh, but I still... Now, what I was surprised to see, that Anthony's good friend, Ann Curry, came out the following day destroying Newt Gingrich oh, no. and the state of South Carolina. So this is becoming a real heavy Republican on Republican battle. And what I find fascinating about it is, is basically when you're in the same party like that, you agree on the same things. So like when they go up against Obama, uh, they'll be fighting against about issues. Yeah. But when they go up against each other, they're just fucking with each other on personality. There's nothing else. You're because you you would vote the same way. Yeah. So basically, you're saying, well, we agree on all the same things, but I don't blow kids the way this motherfucker does, and I never punched my mom in the face. So it has gotten personal and very very ugly. And Newt, since I never was a big fan of him. I don't get the likability. Now, when you look at the Mormon, he seems like he's way more of a likable person. He certainly looks more presidential. Mitt Romney looks like the president in a movie. But he also looks like the president who's kind of dumb. Like, you ever watch those TV series and they have the mayor... Who's like an airhead? Yeah, who has no. I think doing. Mitt Romney seems like that to people. Yeah, and they also don't. I don't think a lot of people know much about him besides he's a Mormon, and then they're gonna fucking put that if you're a Mormon. Well, they know he's got a lot of money, and he don't like to show off his taxes. They know he's from Taxachusetts, um, and they know that he's not. And I don't know whether you can fake this or not, but he's not a warm person. Oh fuck no! Now though, it's awful in this CEO. country. That we like warm people. Well, like someone we, you can get fucked up with. I never, I never understood that he's the kind of guy you could have beers with. Well, do you think George Washington was the type of dude you would sit down? Now, George Washington would go like this. Look, I know you like drinking. I'm trying to start a fucking country, okay? And I'm fighting fucking Great Britain. I can't sit here and get hammered. I got a bunch of shit to do. But there's some dudes that you... That they they think 
um, you could send this to them and they would be, they, they would actually walk out of the White House and have fucking drinks with you. Yeah, that's what And like want. it. And this is what's important right now, even though I'm the leader of the free world. Now, if you had to vote for a Republican, who would you vote for right oh, now? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'd vote Ron Paul. Yeah, it's not even close for me. I'd go straight Ron Paul. Oh, yeah. And I'm still hoping that he runs as a uh, outside party. Now, UCB Fr Fred tried to send me this video of Ron Paul speaking in front of a rebel fucking flag. But unlike UCB Fred, I just didn't judge it by that. I listened to the dull speech that he gave 10 years ago. Yeah, the, the racism. He, he's getting killed. Fucking people throwing out the racism things. Saying, like some old staffer came out and said that, said basically he doesn't feel comfortable on homosexuals and... Well, who does? What, what old guy does? Yeah, like what? What old guy's gonna be like? Yeah, I'm saying this is what he's getting attacked on. This is the personal shit they can fucking they can find on him. But fucking shit on him. But at least he's leaving it to the states if he's elected. Boy, is that what you want? Do you really <laughs> want to leave it to the states? Because if you're a minority, uh, you might want to go watch uh, the movie The Help. When they left things up in the state. The South but as like compared to the South. other Republicans I'm that want a constitutional right amendment. I, I honestly think that you would have certain states that would have no problem making it a crime uh, to be gay. Because they did it. They, they fucking did it. They used to pick uh, people up. Um, but it's really, really hard when you see a guy like Romney... And I still think that he's going to be there. I think it's going to be Romney Obama, and I think it's been picked that way. And the Ann Coulter flag uh, reminds me of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think she necessarily wants to pick a loser. I think people in that party talk to her saying, and here's the uh, person that I think that we need to beat Obama with. Um, but if you go back and... Uh, look at this. Nobody saw Newt as being uh, so likable. And he is, I guess. I guess he's like the fucking antithesis. He's like the fucking bad boy at this point. When he came out saying he just wants to fucking ruin Romney's run. And even with the wife coming out, and or the ex-wife coming out, shitting on him. He's saying all that well, I guess. At least, I, I had no fucking, I, no one saw him fucking winning South Carolina like he did. Um, it, was, it was it. It was over. The fucking interview with Ron, and he's shot. And he has no chance. But he pulled it out. He didn't just but, pull it out. He dominated. Yeah, yeah. But don't you think winning against him for Mitt Romney should be the easiest thing in the world? Yeah. I mean, seriously, this is like watching someone like a five foot ten guy dominate Shaq under the boards. And you're like, Shaq, you've got to crash the fucking boards. Why this. are you letting him keep a hand on you? Slap that shit off. Um It is really weird to see that. It really is strange to see it. Uh let's go over here to uh Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey Ronnie. Hey, uh, I just saw on uh, on Twitter, uh, Ron Paul's Twitter just uh, is blowing up as uh, his son, Rand Paul, was just detained by the TSA in Nashville for refusing to be patted down by the uh, by those uh, savages in TSA because the the body scanner or whatever went off. So he, 
I'm pretty sure that uh, they're going to be causing a big stink about you know, Now, Rand Paul is a... Um, he's a congressman He's a well. congressman out of Texas. Uh, no, he's in Kentucky, I Kentucky. think. Kentucky. Yeah. But yeah, he's uh, he, he doesn't fall very far from his, from his father. His, oh, I, I disagree. Uh, I think he's a real Republican. His father uh, is really... You know, hardcore different than most Republicans. Oh, God, yeah. And they say one of the reasons why he doesn't leave the party is for his son. That You know oh, what I mean? That it would make his son. Yeah, I've, yeah but th- Rand still has some of those libertarian views, but not quite, you're right about it, not quite as, as, as far out there as, as Ron is, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I think down the road, if it's, you know, he may be able to give the Republicans a, a little bit better credible candidate down the road. Now, let me tell you something. We've got a uh, a thing up. I mean, you wonder why we're broke, Dick. There's a piece up on the entire bank with tanks uh, on the flatbed trucks, and it was shot either by a listener or a listener I know sent it to us. Uh, and it's just tank after tank after tank. And I don't know what we're paying for uh, a tank. Um but also, this was sent to us by a listener. And it was sent sometime back, uh, but I've been waiting to talk about it. And if people around the country, because Fez is anti gun, and we talk about a lot of people Jesus. who are, yeah, the tank thing rolling by. Now, every one of those tanks is about what? $800,000? Easily. Easily. For all the fucking equipment inside, I think of they're it. probably more than eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> it pans to the left. Yeah, it's it just an- goes on and on. But you wonder where our money goes, oh, and how many of these are actually going to get used? There are some people that are go. All right, we can do something with the military training, and then a lot of people who keep weapons at their house is because. They are afraid sometimes of their own government. Uh, And people like Ron Paul feel like the individual is bigger than the government. Um, And Fez is like, why would you ever fear your government? You know, you're going to be fine with it. There's another piece out now. Um, In the last 10 years, $34 billion has been spent arming local police. Now, I've talked about this a lot, that when I was a cop, when I was a kid, what the fuck? Tanks cost $4.3 million each? That's what it's saying. It says uh, this this M1 Abrams, which is the tank I looked up, they said this thing costs $4.3 million. So it's got to be at least in that neighborhood. The high-end ones cost $5 million 10 years ago. I want the interns to count tanks for me now. (laughs) Okay. Um... But anyway, let me get back to this. The $34 billion spent on riot gear. Yeah, where was I with $100,000? You can't fucking get an Escalade for that anymore. <laughs> um, uh, $34 billion has been spent arming the local police on riot gear, pepper spray, and drones. Um, or making a military... Out of our local police. All right, why do we need drones in America? Uh, watch over motherfuckers. I don't... Uh, but here's some of it. Largo, North Dakota, averages less than two homicides per year. 
since 2005. In other words, in front of Hicks's house is more dangerous <laughs> than all of Fargo, North Dakota. They just got a new $256,000 armored truck, complete with a rotating turret. They have spent $8 million arming their officers with other things, Kevlar helmets and military assault rifles. Again, what are, who are our local police afraid of? Steve Buscemi. In Augusta, Maine. Now, most of you probably aren't even all that familiar with this town. Population fewer than 20,000 people, where an officer hasn't died from gunfire in the line of duty in more than 125 years, oh, bought eight tactical vests. Oh. Um, Des Moines, Iowa, bought two $180,000 bomb disarming robots. Uh, Arizona Sheriff, now the proud owner of an army tank. He also claims to have his own armada of private pilots dubbed Operation Desert Sky. Um, Ogden, Utah, a 54-foot remote-controlled crime-fighting blimp with a powerful surveillance camera. For what? What's happening there? This is the thing. I remember years ago when you would hear of guys that would arm themselves and go up into the fucking hills and shit like that, that you were like, look at these paranoid assholes. No one's bothering them. But now every small two-man police force suddenly thinks that they're in the military. Arms of the fucking teeth. It's fucking frightening. Uh, Montgomery County, Texas, uh, Sheriff's Department owns a $300,000 pilotless surveillance uh, drone. The same kind that uh, hunted down the Al-Qaeda terrorist in tribal regions of Pakistan and Afghanistan. Oh. New York Commissioner Ray Kelly boasts this fall he had the secret capability to shoot down an airliner if one started to threaten the city again. Oh, my God. Now, I'm going to ask off the bat... Just the guys in here, and then I'll open up the phone lines. Um, do we really need to replace our old-fashioned local cops, Mayberry-type cops, with military cops? Now, I tell you, I see it here in New York City. Oh, yeah. I walk through military police that are hired by the city of New York. With fucking machine guns just resting in their arms. And there's a bunch of them. Now, having said that, there's no uh, beat cop. We used to have the old beat cop in New York. Would be a guy assigned to a neighborhood. He'd walk around the neighborhood. He'd check in with the candy store, the liquor store. Hey, the kid's behaving themselves. Wait, who was fighting with their wife? He would be kind of a part of the community, and he yeah. would walk around. But he would be a guy that wasn't overly threatening until he had to be, and then he was a cop. Sounds kind of fun. Um, it was part of the uh, community. Our new intern has counted the tanks. By the way, this guy is blowing past Fred yeah. like a fucking shot. Day one. Grab the mic, big man. What do you got? How many? 
There were 107 tanks in the video. 107 tanks at $4.3 million each, all rolling by uh, Santa Cruz. Um, let's go over here to Anthony, Anthony and Huntington. You're on Running Fest. Hey, no different than all the firehouses on Long Island who have, like, millions of dollars of equipment. With You know, I got within a two-mile as the crow flies to us. Uh... 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Brett, you're on the Run of Fez show. Just want to say, all you assholes who voted for Obama, congratulations. This is what you got. Now, what do you, uh, what do you fear with Obama? What do I fear with Obama? Yeah. He doesn't respect the Constitution. He doesn't respect the rule of law. He, um, he, they're running out of money because they've spent it all many times over. And they're going to come for ours and our money. What about the Patriots? And why do, now, and why do we need, dro- you know, drones and uh, tanks? Now, just so you know, this this is all over the past uh, ten years. Yeah, so it I started know. Bush with, too. I understand that. It, but you know what? Obama, he was against. He was the anti-Bush, wasn't he? Or yeah, I will uh, agree. I will agree a hundred percent that he was the guy that was supposed to come in. For chains, and if you live anywhere in this country now, um, you are seeing local police coming closer and closer to the military all the time. And it used to be the right wing that worried about this. These were the guys. This was the reason that you had guns in your house in case you had to put together a militia against the government. And I always called those people crazy. <laughs> and now I look around and I see the military. And I'm not talking about the U.S. military. I'm talking about local, privately stocked militaries calling themselves police departments. They load the fuck up. I mean, there's no need for fucking drones. Um, here's J.R. You're on Fez. Let's move over. His, your line wasn't working. Here's Brendan. You're on Fez. Afternoon, buddies. Uh, is this done? And I, I mean, Pepper could probably weigh in better than we can, but is this done under the guise of, like, the war on drugs? I mean, what are they... Is, it's a very good they're... point. The war on drugs and the war on terror are two things that play heavily into this. And also, there was a shootout, um, going back maybe 10 years ago in L.A., that I think it was L.A., that looked like the movie Heat, where these guys were really I mean, fucking loaded about. for bear. Uh, and that freaked out uh, the government. Um, here's our buddy, Just John. Hey, John. Yeah, right. Uh, a couple years back, we had, uh, well, I'll start, I'll start back maybe 15 years ago, man. Mm-hmm. A little podunk town in, in, in PA, Strasburg area. I get pulled over flying. I'm a young kid. I'm flying down the road, man. The cop comes up to me. He just tells me, you know, slow down. This is no racetrack. He knows who I am a little bit. Well, 10 years later, the same little podunk town, now we got some kind of reconditioned bullshit tank that I don't know what the hell they, use, they do with it. They bring it down on, the, on, a, on a float for, like, parade time. I would bet the thing sits in a storage unit and don't even start if they really needed it. Uh, there, You've come up with a really great point. I remember... The cops in my town when I was growing up, and look, we still hated them, but those would be the guys of, 
You think your dad wants you out here? I want you to get your ass home, and I'm going to talk to your father. You know what I mean? Like, that's what the cops were like. They were members of the community who would say to you, uh, I know you dudes are getting high. <laughs> and if you think I'm not going to talk to your parents about it, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, they were tied in. They knew everyone. Yeah, they knew everyone. But now we have set up a separate fucking thing. And by the way, I'm sure that was just for white kids that had that, you know, I'm sure it wasn't the same way everywhere. Um, let's go over here to Tim in New York. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to chime in. The part of the reason they're spending all this money is because after 9-11, um, the federal government gave all these grants for Homeland Security. Now... You see, I would say that Chuck Schumer here in New York has argued that we should get a bigger piece of the pie. But, you know, everyone chimes in for their own. You, you wind up getting these towns with eight cops getting a million-dollar grant, and now you have some sheriff who's some local guy is now in charge of spending this money. So he, he's like a kid in a candy store with all this money, and he's going to buy all this crazy shit that he doesn't really need. Here's the thing, um, here's but, the thing that kills me, though. Wouldn't you rather take that money, that million dollars, and even put it into the people just instead of them having a tank is that those cops themselves would make a better living so then we would attract even better people to those jobs and it would get more competitive? No, no one's... It's it's a gratification of having a fucking tank in your fucking garage. Uh, A huge part of this has to do with the Homeland Security. Uh, And Chuck Schumer is exactly correct. I think if you happen to be in some inner city places, um, New York, D.C., Boston, L.A., San Francisco, are probably more security risks than some of these small towns that we're talking about. This also kills you with fucking government. Where's the common sense? I see I got a load of phone calls. I want to get to everybody here, but you can also go over to... The IB Wire has set up a, a, a poll as well. It's a waste of money. It makes me feel less safe. I love it. The better armed we are, the safer we are. I'm not crazy about it, but I do believe it's necessary. Uh, why don't you guys give me the numbers on them as soon as you can? I want to right. keep up. At 87%, it's a waste of money. It makes me feel less safe. Five percent are saying I love it, better arm we are, the safer we are, and eight percent saying I'm not crazy about it. Alright, that's sorry. Give me that again. By the way, this is in a box. It's not on the IB wire, but it's got its own box. And I'm glad to hear from some of the police department, but give me those numbers again. Eighty seven percent saying it's a waste of money, makes me feel less safe. Five percent saying I love it, the better arm we are, the safer we are. Eight percent saying I'm not crazy about it, but I do believe it's necessary. Uh here's Brian in Pittsburgh. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Yeah. Uh, about, uh, about 10, 12 years ago, so actually before they started ramping this up, I saw a graphic where uh, they were mobilizing something in downtown New York, and they actually showed where the NYPD was the 10th largest standing army in the world at that time. So with all the other things that they've been buying up, I mean, how much has that changed over the last decade? And, you know, how many countries could the NYPD on their own go roll over? So do we really need it here? Probably not, but... They're still going to keep spending the money anyway. Uh, yeah, because we get, and it's become like an arms race, but inside our own uh, country. Only one person's racing. Uh, Valerie in Detroit, you're on Fez. Yeah, I'm calling from Detroit, where we're living in a real life battle zone. 
the kids are carrying AK-47s. The police officers do not respond. So two to three days later, the, the suburbs are laying off, and it's coming to a point where we're going to have to call in the National Guard to become our police officers. There's no money in Michigan. Now, why are we sending money everywhere other than Detroit? It seems like Detroit is someplace that if the federal government was going to help out, that would be a place. Why are they sending it out into the suburbs that don't need it when Detroit burnout shit stain that it's turned out to be? But not for long, because the cars are coming back. The car industry is up. Um, the last couple of years, and the new cars are looking cooler every year. Oh, yeah. So who knows what's going to happen? But as of right now, uh, we got to look into it. Ed in Alabama, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B., how are you today? Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, I'm, I'm totally against this. This has been going on for longer than 10 years. It has nothing to do with 9-11. You know, it, they've been pushing the cops. I'm a CCW carrier, so I have to study the law in my area and the areas that I travel in. Mm-hmm. And if you sit down and talk to one of these cops, they don't have a clue what the law really is. You know, I'm, I'm tons of cops. You know, great people, great guys, a lot of them just trying to do their job. Right. But they don't, they don't have, uh, even for their weapons training, most of them, once a year, have to take out their weapon whether it be their handgun or if they're issued an, an AR-style rifle, once a year and go out and shoot it. And that's all they ever shoot. They don't, they don't have any, any rights. They need to pull all this. It's just it's militarizing of it, uh, the whole federal government militarizing the police department. Uh, they've even got something. If you, if you look into it, it's called the Bubba Effect. They've actually named it the Bubba Effect for not the big cities, but the outside areas for when things go wrong. All right, I appreciate you calling. Now, see, this is always the kind of guy that used to call the show and I would disagree with. And I would talk to guys and they'd be in the country and they're like, you assholes, you don't have any guns, your cops have guns, and you're not going to be ready. I'm like, the cops aren't going to attack us. You got nothing to be paranoid about. But all this money in a broke society going out for military things. Mm-hmm. Not for a cop well, the way we think. Not a new cop car. <laughs> not sidearms. Guns. Tanks. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Kevin. We lost you, Kevin? Hello? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, hey, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I look at these uh, police today and back in the day when I was a kid you'd look at them and they had their tie on and you know, they'd have nice blue uniforms. They look friendly, look really helpful. And now they seem to be paramilitary units with pockets and cargo pants on and machine guns. And shields. We, and I've said this time and time again, is that you stop feeling connected to the local cops when they show up this way. Uh, we're talking about this uh, movie that came out, and the they have the cops dressed. In the same way, the riot gear, the same exact riot Jesus. gear that they show up. You and then you know. Also, let me ask this: What happened to the tea party? Where the fuck is the tea party? Gone. They broke this thing out. These were the type of things that people like them were bringing to the table first. Why haven't they jumped into this at all? 
Um, let's go over here to um, uh, Sam in Tennessee. You're in what it says. Hey, Ronnie B. You sound like a million bucks, buddy. Thank you. I just wanted to uh, kind of discuss, first off, I'm a, I'm a local law enforcement officer in Tennessee, and you're right. A lot of these smaller departments that have these huge, fancy toys, um, they're actually a joke in our community. Um, you know, these small departments, like you say, with these expensive, you know, some of them even million-dollar toys that they never get to use. But also part of that, that Homeland Security money, has really benefited our department, you know, give us uh, extra Kevlar um, rifles that uh, that you, you're kind of on the fence there. I mean, we we face these arms, so it's really important that, that we can have at least the same, if not better, firepower. Now, why, who are you facing that has the kind of firepower? What do, well, what do these criminals do? Well, I mean, typically, like I said, it's a it's a rural area. Most of the homes around here, um, most everybody has at least a hunting rifle. Okay, um, but what are, what are these hunters doing that you got to go in there with rifles and Kevlar? Who are you looking for? I mean, that's the thing. You never know, Ronnie. That's oh, that's right. why it's it's a preparedness issue. You know, you oh, have to be. But don't you, you see this as like? This is like an arms built up. As you get more, they get more. We used to do this with our enemies. Yeah. Now we're doing it with our own citizens. And you're seeing the people who live in your community, Sam, as the enemy. And you haven't explained to me what they're doing wrong yet. Do you got a meth problem there? Is there something that these oh, guys are armed about? Absolutely. I mean, there is. A, I mean, down here in the South, there is a huge meth problem. Um, I mean, I'll relate this back to you. My father is a career law enforcement officer, like you were talking about. And mm-hmm. his day, the Barney Fife mentality, you know, to this day, he's still an officer, and he doesn't even wear a vest. Um, the, new tr- the new generation of law enforcement officers, you know, that's instilled in us to, to be prepared. And um, you never know. I mean, just the other day. But but that's what I'm saying, Sam. It seems like to me your father was more connected with his community, knew the people, and you're telling us that there's these faceless meth guys. I mean, in the old days, if we had the right amount of police, you would know who these guys were and what they were up to because your police would be part of the community. Yeah. They would not be just some strange people <laughs> doing shit. You would stop by. Hey, I'm not here as a cop, just as a neighbor. What are you guys doing? What's going on? You would start to know where the bad guys were. Um, let's go over here to Mark in Georgia. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Ronnie B. Yeah. The, uh, here's one of the things that, uh, hey, I am all for, let's, let's arm our, our local law enforcement. Uh, let's give them one step above what they're actually going to be fighting. Uh, you know, if the drug dealers are carrying ARs, let's give them full out. Let's give our cops full auto ARs. Let's give them all the Kevlar we can wrap them in. Let's give them decent vehicles to get out there with as well. But they don't need tanks. They don't need, you know, drones and the whole nine yards. And another thing that one of the things that really gets me is I'm a big proponent of the Second Amendment. I'm armed to the teeth. 
Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter how many guns I've got and uh, and how many I can buy. It's getting harder and harder. We're looking at almost a, a 500% increase in taxes on ammunition. It's getting harder and harder for me to get ammunition. So, you know, sure, we can arm our populace, but we just can't have anything to shoot, mm-hmm. shoot with. Welcome and, to the um, cigarette law. Now, Mark, yeah. why are you armed to the teeth? Who are you worried uh, about? Not necessarily that I'm worried. I enjoy going out shooting. Uh, it's, there is nothing more therapeutic than just taking my my AR and running, you know, running 120 rounds through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like shooting skeet. I like playing with my handguns and going out and target practicing and all that kind of stuff. I don't even hunt. Uh, I did when I was a kid. But I also do believe that it's my right to have every one of these guns, assault rifles included, and, you know, it's my right to have them and for me to go out and play on the weekends as long as I'm not a felon. I go through all the proper channels to have my guns. I should be able to go out and just blast away as much as I want to. All right, I'm going to move on, but I'm thank you. Th- thanks for calling us. Uh, let's you. Let's go over here to um, Sean. Sean, you're on a fez. Hey, Ron. Hey, part of the problem with where you see these small communities buying these weird items is they're budgeted a certain amount of money. And that, but that money has to, can't go towards the cops. It has to go towards equipment. And if they don't spend that amount of money, they have to give it back. See, and this is the money, kind of poli- give, yeah. I agree. They, I agree with everything that you're saying. But this is the kind of political bullshit that we get caught up into, and why we're getting to be a bankrupt fucking society where nothing works anymore because common sense is out the door. And if you need more police. Or if you need better police, then I think that that is going to serve every community more than a drone or a tank. Or machine guns. Um, Or machine guns for faceless fucking enemies. Who knows what's out there, they're saying. Uh, We got into the war on drugs, which we've talked about this before. Like, you know, at what fucking point are we deciding that these drug addicts are fucking criminals. And if we took over the, the the drug distribution business, could we take it away from the doctors? Huh. Because how many times do you go to a fucking doctor office and all the dope addicts with their fake back aches are in there? Need Noxies and fucking Roxasats and Percocets and, and just buying just retarded amounts of these fucking pills that I shot. And they've corrupted... Our fucking medical system. Yeah, a lot of um, uh, I was talking to my buddy who works in the pharmacy in Brooklyn. They they don't even fill prescriptions. They don't even fill prescriptions for shit anymore because they're just fucking afraid. They're just too fucking tired of it all. Here's Bob in Pittsburgh. You're on Fez. Hey guys, uh, you know the the problem with this whole thing is not arming the law enforcement. It's the billion and trillion dollar contracts that are awarded to the people that manufacture it. Uh, they could be making widgets or whatever. It's just all that money. They just need a customer for it. So then they then they distribute it to all the different agencies. It's exactly right, and but we used to deal with this just with our military. You know what I'm saying? Like this was always the problem of us, you know, buying. You, you always hear the things for years of we're buying stuff for the military we just don't need or want blah blah blah, and all that money always goes into that, never into. Some fucking staff sergeant. Oh, fuck no. You know, who's who, while he's in Afghanistan, his wife has to go pick up some fucking food stamps to make ends meet. It always becomes about the merchandise, never about the people. Tell me where we are right now 
uh, on the poll. I'm very, very curious about it. And by the way, you can also put comments up. It's over on the iBank. It's got its own special uh, box there. Uh, right now, still 83% for it's a waste of money. It makes me feel less safe. 7.3% saying I love it. And then 10% is, is I'm not crazy about it, but I do believe it's necessary. Um, yeah, let's go to Blake. Blake, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, Ronnie. I'm in Racine. Um, we spend millions every year. On, Absolutely. Uh, By the way, uh, you might need it. Yeah, well, we do. And and they're not doing anything, and I'll get to my point here real quick. Um, we've got little kids in, in town, 15-year-olds, breaking into houses constantly. They can't catch them with these millions that we're spending. I gave uh, I gave my Wi-Fi passcode to a cop that my dad hangs out at the bar with. He sits in my lot at my shop, and he sits on the Internet, and my shop is safe, and it was free. Um, you, you're, you've never heard of Racine, Wisconsin before? Zeitz, I see you making a face. Huh. I was a little kid there in the carnival and saw the whole fucking midway. It just looked like, uh, and I gotta be careful about it, but, you know, coming over the hills. Okay. Just <laughs> grabbing <laughs> shit, taking shit, running. I'll, I'll it was a fucking madhouse. Really, it was I'll a madhouse. Really quickly for you there guys. was no order. On the, uh, on the Underground Railroad, we were one of the first stops. Um, if that makes sense. Uh, let's go over here to Griffin in Chicago. You're on Run Hey, Ron. Um, yeah, I'm a fireman in Chicago in the Burbs, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of cops will call in, a lot of firemen. You know, every year we fight our cities and our villages for like a 1% or a 2% raise. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we just, and, but we keep buying million dollar fire engines, tanks. I mean, it's crazy, you know, and, but they, they love to buy this stuff, but they refuse to, you know, I, and they, I they don't get it. You know, the, I, I've heard the same friends of, uh, from friends that work in um, public television uh, around the country that they will have studios that they can't even get to and new equipment because if they don't take it, they lose funding. Now, they don't even have enough people sometimes to run this stuff. Jesus. But they will have studio equipment. That, you know, we could all go in there and start our own little fucking production <laughs> studio with. Let's have a shoot. Yeah. Let's go. Let's fucking get some shit down. Let's do it. And, I mean, it'll be in perfect, pristine shape because they don't have the skilled people there who know how to use it. Yeah. That's nuts. It's fucking waste. And the thing is, it just, it just becomes obsolete because no one uses it, and then you just have to get more. It just perpetuates. Um... Let's uh, head on over here to uh, Jay in Kansas. Sharon Manifest. Hey, Ronnie. The reason that the, the, where this all started, you remember back in the late 90s when they was that bank robbery? I think it was in San Francisco. Yeah, I talked about it. It looked like it was out of the movie Heat. Right. It was. It had two guys. I think it was either two or three guys. They had full armament. They had military-style weapons, and the police was sitting there with six-shot revolvers, and most of the police officers that responded either got wounded or died. And that's, that, that preparedness for that situation is why they have to have this stuff. Now, the but tanks but isn't, kind of here's the interesting part of it. Here's two guys that could cost our country billions of dollars. Just think of how much money that we spend on this one strange one case... Incident. That hasn't happened before or since. Yeah. Yeah, there's no other fucking heat scenarios going on in fucking New York. AK-47 shootouts with the cops. And somebody, and seriously, in Puppy Balls fucking Michigan, 
doesn't have to worry about this. That sounds delightful. Send this money to places that need it. Send it to fucking Racine. Send it to Detroit. Send it to the south side of Chicago. Where are you off to, dude? Cousin Brucey studio. Oh, uh, that's where it's going who, down. Yeah, who are you interviewing? Shinola Hampton. Now she's from my one of my favorite TV shows. Right, Shameless. Uh, but I'm not interviewing her because I'm having a couple other people from Shameless on. Who? So, mm, this person and that person. Oh, it's exciting. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I love show business. But do you, have you, do you watch Shameless? I have watched it. I don't watch it regularly. You will see her naked. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. It's exciting. And yeah, she'll be right. on top. I don't know what you think in life, but movie sex, it's always better when the woman's on top. With movie sex? Yeah. Yeah, you never want to see the man on top no. of movie it's sex. It's just ass cheeks, creepy. Son. You can't yeah. see the boobies. That's what oh, I call them. God. <laughs> what are you, fucking, fucking six seconds old? Or Z-Man. Boobies. What about her TT? You get to see her TT, you fucking pussy. Milk sex. <laughs> what, what are you wearing right there? What kind of shirt are you wearing? That's, that's Guy Guy. Right. You might want to. Let's make sure that she doesn't get to see that though. Zip, zip it back up. You then. zip it up. Okay, we'll Look like a big boy in a hoodie. All right, you're right. There we go. Right, is she in there yet? Yeah, she's in there now. I um, gotta go. I'm gonna stop by and say hi. You're always welcome. No, Come I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna join in. Join in, but I just want to say hi. All right, because uh, I love that shameless show. Speaking of shameless, the William H Macy interview that you did, Ronnie, is up on the Intero Bank now, and also new up there, the Vincent D'Onofrio interview is up today. They're all great. Is the Ray Fines up? Uh, I don't think the. Uh, oh yeah, I think the Ray Fines is up. It is. Maybe uh, I may be wrong on that. I might want to check. It's not up. No. Uh, Vanessa Redgrave. No, not yet. I want to figure out that word that she called me. Prepa. I pulled it, but that didn't help me to figure it out anymore. I fezed his plug something up that's been up for a while. It didn't just go up. It's actually coming down. Uh, the Vincent D'Onofrio. No, the, you said speaking of shameless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's coming down. Um, what's that word that she call me? Per spicacious? Per spic. Spicacious. Spicacious. I like that. I like being called nice words like that. Uh, we got a break here. I'm sorry I couldn't get to everybody. We could have done this topic for a long, long time. And I do think that what I'd love to hear anyone talking about on either side of the aisle is how to start spending our money better. Not cutting, not spending more, just fucking figuring out how come we're so goddamn stupid all the time. I don't think Before it, we even get into cutting or taxing more, I bet we could find places to save billions and billions of dollars. Oh, sure. But people rather, it's more, you know, it's more fucking shocking to either cut something or add. It doesn't fucking know. They drive me nuts, Hicks. I don't know how much more I can put up with the United States of America. I want us to be better. Let's road trip to D.C. If on. you had to choose right now, you get one president. And it's Romney or Newt. Who's oh, it gonna be Jesus for you? Christ. Uh, or you could slide down a fucking giant razor. <laughs> Give me the razor. <laughs> Sounds like it might it would be quick. Uh, I'm split in half like a hot dog. Oh, I'm bleeding out. Uh, oh, this feels great. I'm dying. Uh, Matt, you're on my fez. 
Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but I just feel like Fez sounds more effeminate than ever. Um. Well, sometimes you, is this the day you're trying to put on your Fez voice? Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm always trying to be Fez. But I mean, sometimes when you have a bad day, you work harder at being Fez. Yeah, I guess it just becomes more noticeable. Nice. Uh, homocritical. See you guys. That's just oh. mean. And he doesn't fucking need it. Thank all folks. Fez had a lovely, lovely day yesterday uh, at the iBang hosting a, a viewing party. Nice. And I stopped by a couple times throughout the day just to see how he was doing. I, I looked on. It looked like he was doing great. You had some girls in there helping you out, Fez. Ooh. There was some fellas that, let's be honest, I don't pay attention to fellas, but... No fun. You know, you have you know, some, some hot chicks doing the right thing. So he had a very nice thing. He does very good when he's texting. Banging well, that shit I guess he's not texting. What are you doing? You're I was here. posting. Posting. Thank you. It's like an internet text. It is. It's like a text from your heart. All right, we need to break here, Hicks. Yeah, one last time. And that'll be it. One last break. And then it's Manic Monday drinks. <laughs> Are you really? Maybe. I might drink with you. Too. No, don't drink with me. By the way, more people write to me about your cough. Oh, your come laugh on. Cough. Why are people so fucking uh, worried Somebody about wants me? to send you an e-cigarette. The e-cigarettes, I haven't found one that works for me. I like, I'm, I'm back down to Rollies, so that might be hurting me. If there was an e-cigar, I would fucking try it, but I don't think there is one. I think I think there might be an e-cigar. Shut up. Um, I don't want one. No, I would. I would try it. But you're coughing. Yeah. You're like a fucking 60-year-old man who smoked his whole life. Listen, I'm fucking partying. I'm living it up. What's, what's wrong? So I got to cough now. Do you see yourself going on like this for a long time? I've gone so far. I'm doing all right. Maybe. Some, How old are you? I am 28 years old. All right. So you've outlived Jim Morrison. That's right. Fuck so you. everything. <laughs> seriously. From this point on, Go it's down. nothing but icing. That's right. Cake, baby. Fucking cake. Let's break. We'll be back. And maybe I focus on Hicks a little bit. It's the Run and Fez show. Ron Bennington. Fez Watley. This is the Run and Fez show. Ron Bennington, Fez Watley. This is the Rod Show. Okay, fine. Um, I'm not your assistant anymore. I will just be your friend. I wish it was that easy. If we were to hang out again, I would just constantly be tempted to get you to do shit for me and have to fight that real hard. I hope we get in a car wreck right now. I do. I hope we get in a fucking car wreck. A motherfucking car wreck and we both die and then we can live in heaven. It's a Run Fed show on a Monday. Manic Monday, a six calls it. He's going to go out drinking. Have you and Zeitz ever just went out as two buddies drinking the way you and Dave did? Drank once in the office. Mm -hmm. He got a bottle of Jack, and then I drank most of it. Zito can't hold his liquor. I'm not the best at it. Do you struggle with uh, drinking, do you? Yeah. I don't like things that are sour. How do you do with herb? You like the weed? I actually... uh, mm, Not that great with that either. I don't don't handle that. I actually handle alcohol way better than I handle weed. How often do you smoke pot? Uh, once a year, girl? No, 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 no. Uh, maybe, maybe like once a month, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Who do you smoke with? Chicks? Uh, yeah, either friends. Yeah, sometimes chicks or if like friends are around. The thing is, I'll always do it only when I'm like super drunk. I'll be like, yeah, I should smoke some weed. So then it's just like totally fucking useless. Yeah, right. It's not what you're looking for. Yeah. All right, here's some weed kids, um, rich white kids in the suburbs stealing weed. And oh, God, Jesus. They figure they rip off the I'm not staying in for more than like five minutes. Why do they all need to record on their iPhone? Can you tell me that? Because they have it there and it's there. It's just an option. They want to look cool. Look, look what I just did. Let's go viral. So they thought that people would think it was cool if they were stealing weed from a street dealer. Yeah. <laughs> now, the street dealer, of course, is a black guy. I don't know. This looks kind of California, right? Yeah, and the way the guy's dressed, maybe. And now, you ever uh, rip off anybody for dope? No, not that I can remember. No. I can tell you two fucking stories. That... <laughs> Let me see if I... no, I got more than two. One turned particularly really bad. And the other one's probably just funny. But, um... <laughs> like, some yeah, of these guys, you don't understand, they I got other people uh, around and I turned that you're not fucking even paying attention to. I'm in a, I'm in a that you think car. you're just dealing with one guy, but there's you're being watched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how this one was. Oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. Alright. Now, so, here's the uh, black guy on the street. So, I guess he even has enough that he has a number. These guys are in, uh, you know, the car that their dad bought them, baseball hat backwards. Basically, what I like to call Syracuse, what? yeah, um, Zito look. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you just come right here, bro? I recently just got robbed. I don't want to deal with that shit. So he says, the guy, I want to. I recently got robbed. I want to check out the weight first on my own. Look at it. Oh my God. Look at how the guy's holding on to the street. He's holding on. Now this fucker hits a tree like an idiot, and he's stuck. You fucking jerk off. And can't pull out. Ha! Good. Now everybody's running their ass off. What a clusterfuck. Leave him behind a car. You tried to fucking steal probably a fucking dime bag. Yeah. And now you gotta leave a fucking car behind you, fucking pussies. Fucking jerk-offs. That's ridiculous. That guy was fucking on top of it. Uh, Zito, you're gonna beat the Giants, right? You hate them. Oh, yeah. Hate the Giants. The, uh, Tom Coughlin, who is coach of the Giants... Uh, Syracuse alum. Oh, Not only that, that, but ran in the same backfield. Now, he was in the back. In the same backfield, the skinny little old man that you see, with Floyd Little and Larry Zonka. Which yes. meant at least two of the three of you were great. <laughs> <laughs> but he was in that backfield. He must have been some kind of a badass when he was younger. Hey, do we just have time to show the Arab house being pulled down? Mm-hmm. Just show that to Hicks on our way out. This is one of my favorite fucking videos. Um, Refresh. Oh. But are we getting bombarded over there, or is it just our computer? That looks like a bombardment. Uh, you got to go see it, though. It's a really great one. Um, it's the Arabs trying to pull a house down. Bulldozer versus house. Wonder who wins.
Uh, I also want to take the time right now to thank my new best friend, Vanessa Redgrave, oh. for coming in. Awesome. And I'm not going to say who said this, oh, talking with a Nazi today. <gasps> I'll just say I won't leads you to what person said that Whoa. to Spencer. I'm not going to lead you in that direction. But Vanessa Redgrave has always been very pro-Palestine. And obviously something's got to be done there. And she's been working on it for 40 years, too. I don't know, Val. I tried to say to her a couple of times, are you depressed that the world doesn't get better? Because <laughs> I think that's the worst thing about trying to help. Is that, is that the world is just so ungodly. But, um, you know, I guess if you're the kind of person who believes and tries to help, you're going to believe that it's getting better. Speaking yeah. of getting better, Big Fezwell, are you coming in here tomorrow? Absolutely, yes. Going to come into the big room? Yep. Yep, I will be there. Now, he has no problems swearing to that on a daily basis. He's going to rock. I mean, how many times has he said, yes, I'll be there. I'm going to take care of it. It starts tomorrow. He's going to rock it. But I need to say it. I need to believe it. Yeah. Um, no, you just need to do it. Doesn't matter whether you say it or believe it. You need to do it. All right, here. This guy. You got to get closer to the end because we're almost at the end of the show here. It's a big fucking building. Bulldozer pulling on the one thing over and over. Now, obviously, you don't even need to go here to know exactly what's going to happen. And anyone who's worked construction in their life is going to love the stupidity of this. Look at oh. this. Now keep watching. Holy shit. Goodbye, bulldozer. Now, look how many guys are running for their life. Not one of them say we can't pull out the support beam. Oh. Why did they think that that was... On to him. You're fucking... I mean, it's <laughs> math. If you're going to pull it down, you're going to kill the guy. When the guy jumps out of the bulldozer like he's going to... Run and escape it, and it just goes horribly for him. Well, no matter what he did, he wasn't going to get the fuck out. Oh, hell no. Did he die? I wonder. Hope not. Well, I was reading the Arabic there, and it says swivel, swivel, swivel. I love to go to any sites, because I swear to you, no one can read Arabic. I swear to you, you can't find an Arab that can read that. Yeah, how are those things? I, I don't even know how to describe They're not letters. They don't look like letters. Well, it looks dots. like... like like that line paper that you learned to write on when you were a kid? If someone just melted the lines and said, look, read this to me. Look at that. Oh, obviously. You're better off reading Leafs. I think it says, yeah, we knocked this building down and luckily everyone was fine. Would, like you, ever house. would you ever consider high in before the show? No, you hide once a month. Jesus Christ, no. Light up. No, because Smoke I, I've been told by my friends, I am like the stereotypical high. Like, just fucking moronic and laughing about nothing. I can't, I can't have that. But if you do it with your friends, why won't you do it with your friends, the listeners? Because, I'm not saying the listeners aren't my friends, it's just they're a lot of people, and if I said something really dumb or bad, that would... Well, you're not a racist, are you? You're allowed to say dumb things. Does the racism come out? I don't know. Maybe the racism comes out. <laughs> I don't think so. Burn a I don't think he smokes pot once a month. Burn a fatty. I think I he's did. trying to look cool in front of Chris. No, I did uh, I did on Saturday night. Who are you hanging with? Davino uh, and Rich? No. A friend of mine that works here. Somebody the else. The mashup. Who? And, uh, Liam? And uh, these, this girl. Who are you hanging with? Rob Cross. No. 
It's fucking legal. We're in New York. You can walk down the street and do it. Yeah. This is a member of a, of a successful morning radio team. Um, oh, you were with Opie again. You and Opie hanging <laughs> Opie just getting fucking blazed up. <laughs> so was it Rich? No. Brian. Why are you all being like, uh... Bashful Zito! I don't stand, though. I don't know. I, no, I, I don't know. I just... What are they, mashup? No? They the mashups? Mashups, yeah. Yeah. I love to watch things on TV. This is gonna ruin them. This is how we do it. He does it. Mm. This is how he does it. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to smoke on the air. I went and met the girl from, what do you call it, that I wanted to meet? Shameless? Yeah, and she told Sam I have unbelievable energy and presence as I was leaving. I'm like, oh, I can probably make out with a girl from Shameless. All right. Why don't you go casually bump into her again? You know, that's what Bill Burr would do. Then they try to give us some, like, no, I do enough Shameless people. Can't do them all. Say the Shameless show. Got anything we need to plug there, Hicks? This is not for your interview up on the entire bang. It's back Monday. Zeitz. I think that's it. But I'm just going to say this quickly and easily. Appreciate you being by today. Uh, go fill out the comments section over there if we didn't get to your phone call. So I don't know if people want to talk about the military cops. Um, Corey Lelanus, great fucking movie. Look Hell for yeah. it. My favorite movie this year. And that's the end of my show. Donk.